Though seriously, I assume we're not opening the canal. <laughs> I assume... We can. I brought it out. All did, right. did you order two? I did. One, one to save and one to open. <sighs> You're really excited, aren't you? New people, new smells. That's right. And, <laughs> and we are kisses. live. And kisses. <laughs> kisses. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 213, your once week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Ian. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, we're normally on Wednesday night, so thank you so much for joining us on this random Thursday. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, sometimes some Star Trek. All Super Chats are read on the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize my channel. We will be drinking alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, I will try to give some early show shoutouts in the chat, so uh, let me know what you're drinking at home. And last but not least, if you want to join the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server where you can talk with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, Ian, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and take part in the yes. awesome community that hangs out over there. You're official now. I will add it to my LinkedIn. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's... Uh, it's I was on the Tech Deals show a couple of days ago. Yep. I'm currently in the middle of a three-week tour of the US. Yep. Um, for those that haven't followed my journey, at Ian Cutris on Twitter, I was in Hawaii with Qualcomm. Uh, they had their tech summit, new smartphone chips, new laptop chips. Um, the key thing there is going to be what they're going to announce next year with Nuvia. But then spent some time in Austin with uh, our good friend Patrick Kennedy from Serve the Home. Yes, awesome it's, guy. It, it, if you like Jeff's content, Patrick is very much an, of a similar ilk. Yep. Um, they go very well together. I think you two need to do a podcast together. We I think totally Pat need to do a podcast together. It, that's been on our list, but yeah. I spent a year moving and then he spent a year moving. Yep. So it's like... I, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I spent the time in his house and he is still moving. I know. <laughs> Uh, that, that 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 guy has just purchased a six thousand square foot house, and it's just him. Yeah. It needs furniture. <laughs> it needs furniture, but that's fine. So I decided to come. Went uh, was in Austin, spent a day in Dallas with Tech Deals. Yep. There's a three hour stream over on their on their channel. Uh, then come to Portland, where I'm spending a couple of days in the delightful company of both Intel and Jeff. Um, I have commandeered Jeff to be my cameraman. <laughs> Uh, but we, we had a great day today. Yes. And then after a couple of days here in Portland, I'll be in San Francisco at an IEEE conference called IEDM, uh, International Electron Devices Meeting, where there are some papers on the next generation of semiconductor technology. Talking one nanometer, we're talking <laughs> 2D transistors. It's, it's very much research focused, so it's still, yeah. you know, five to 10 years out. Mm -hmm. But if you want to, you know, keep on the pulse of the latest developments in that that's that's the sort of thing i think i crave in this industry this yes. tech a lot of people focused on the end product you know the devices mm. the chips and don't get me wrong love the chips i think my research background is where is where the passion culminates i mean i go into those sorts of events and i'll sit down and they'll just be essentially three days of university lectures <laughs> now i know every, every a lot of people hate school but sometimes doing this for so long, mm -hmm. you just crave to be, you want to be the sponge again sometimes. Yeah. Ra rather than the delivery mechanism. <laughs> yeah. 
so I will say uh, I spent considerably less time in school than than you did, my good friend. But uh, uh, I I still always love being the sponge and always looking forward and, and whatnot. Talking to Intel today, seeing some of the optical 800 gigabit technology uh, that is like on the cutting room floor, ready to to make an appearance in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Uh, and we we had conversations today in the multiple terabits uh, through optical transmission, and got to walk through the the whole sequence of how they developed this transceiver technology and uh, uh, a so, lot of. Uh, avenues to it outside of just networking that I hadn't thought of before. So Jeff, yes. you, what standard ethernet port does a modern motherboard have usually? Standard ethernet port is still gigabit. It's RJ45 right. gigabit. And the new motherboards coming through two and a half is becoming a standard. They're trying mm. to make it a standard, but it's, and then beyond that, if you want to go enthusiast in the home, yeah. it's 10. You, you can go 5. 5 is another standard, and yep. then you can go to 10. Uh, most people skip 2.5 and 5 because there's just not a lot of devices out there. Yep. And if you're going to invest in speeds greater than gigabit, you just go 10 because it's $5 more than a 5 gig switch. Yep. And then beyond 10, we start getting into sort of data center levels. So we have 25, yep. 40, mm -hmm. 100, yep. 200, 200, 400. Yep. <laughs> 800 and one of the slides we were shown which i think we can talk about i think we can talk about this it, is, is said it was public it, was it public says public paper. yep one terabit yeah so a hundred times more than 10 gigabit yes for three watts yeah power yeah that you could that could be essentially bonded to through um packaging technology yeah. to a cpu gpu XPU, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you want to call it. It. Oh, and by the way, this is on one package. Yeah, it. Uh, the the entire transceiver, XPU, CPU, GPU, data can, one package. I. So they 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 did send us a set of slides. Yes. Because I know they sent it to me, and I forward it on to you. Yeah. I really want to dig my teeth into that in a proper video about yes. silicon photonics. I mean, one of the limiting factors in computing today is being able to have the compute right next to the memory or the data or vice versa. If you have one terabit of bandwidth from CPU to where your data is stored, yep. opposite ends of the data center, opposite ends of the town, right? right? At nanosecond latency, at terabit speeds, yep. suddenly computing becomes a different paradigm which means jeff you're gonna have to upgrade your lab i, I totally am you, <laughs> but you know i'm willing to do that I, I am willing to put in the work in upgrading the lab uh i was making a joke while we were talking to this guy uh i just i just bought some 40 gig equipment for my house and all of a sudden i feel just you know entirely underdressed for the occasion <laughs> so that 40 gig equipment if i may ask yeah. it, did you do have a three digit cost a four digit cost a five digit cost uh Actually, the majority of it was a two-digit cost. It wasn't even a three-digit cost. Um, I think to go to a terabit, you might have to <laughs> multiply it by seven it might, orders of magnitude. It might be slightly higher, yeah. yes, to, to get the terabit bandwidth speeds. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no, I, I just bought some some decommissioned 40-gig gear, which is my favorite source of, <laughs> of equipment, is seven-year-old old decommissioned. enterprise gear. Which is, which is almost insane that seven-year-old gear is 40 gigabit. 
Yeah. And yet we're still piddling with, with one, one, two and a on half. The home level. I mean, right. part of that is at home we still use copper. Mm-hmm. We're not on optical. Optical is right. still not a standard properly in the home. Correct. Um, I say, Unless I'll, you're Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Kennedy from Serve the Home. Uh, he, with a new house, he installed um, 100 terabit of fiber throughout his house. So basically every room can have a point-to-point connection. Oh, I, I think he's been... Is, is that better on my mic? Uh, I, I plugged in the wrong port. So, all right, adjusted the wrong port. There, you should be able to hear me better now. Apparently, I was only speaking through yours. Ah, are you clipping? Uh, just barely, just barely. Cool. I talk a lot louder than you do. Yeah, I mean, Tan, Tan May in the chat says he's still on copper. I think pretty much we all are, unless yeah. you're in Jeff's position and have space in your property for a even, rack. Even 90% of my network is still on copper. Mm. Uh, I mean... Uh, uh, most of my 10 gig out in the garage is still 10 gigabit DAX. Uh, the only fiber that I have in my house is I have fiber going to one server simply because I already had the transceiver for it. Yep. And the other one is going between my server rack and my office. And that's just a 30 meter run. It's not... Do, do you remember when... So for, for a while, the only source of 10 gig copper was mm-hmm. Intel... Uh, is it X540 82s? Yeah. Then we got the X550 82s, yeah. which I think were on like a slightly smaller process node because they were slightly yeah. lower power. Uh, X520 was also one that was available as well. Yeah, um, but that yeah. was a single port version. Yeah, single wasn't port. It? Yeah. yeah, and then and then a Quantia came along, mm-hmm. and they offered multi-mode, which mm-hmm. is two and a half, five, and ten yeah. in chips. And we all said, and we all said, oh, they promised cheaper 10 gig copper solutions because yep. 10 gig copper is quite power yep. hungry yep. and we said great when are the switches going to come <laughs> right it's <laughs> yeah. all very well having a 10 gig copper port yeah. that costs you know 70 100 bucks or it did at the time yep. what we really need is the 250 dollar five port switches Correct. i think that's kind of the inception point yeah um three years went by a quantia were promising us this mm-hmm. And they basically saying it's up to the switch vendors. We've got the silicon. It's up to the switch vendors. It's up to the switch vendors. Yeah. And then Marvell bought a Quantia, and it kind of disappeared. Yeah, it kind of disappeared, right? But now we're starting to see those five, eight port, mm-hmm. at least two and a half gig switches. Yeah, they're starting to be more reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. I was lucky because I just happened to be browsing Amazon one day, as you do, and I saw the I, I saw a twenty four port ten gig switch. Mm-hmm for the equivalent of about a thousand US. And that it, it I did a poll where, you know, where is your inception point in ten gig copper? Is it fifty right. per port? Is it thirty-three per port? Is it twenty-five per port? Yeah. This this was I guess about forty per port. Yeah. Uh, and I just said this is quite clearly a misprice. Buy it now. <laughs> and they honored it and the next day it went up another five hundred bucks equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> um so I, I have some gear out in my garage. Uh I have some Microtech gear. Uh which Microtech hasn't had the greatest couple of days. I don't know if you've seen... Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, apparently, there's an exploit uh, that's Ooh. prevalent on about 300,000 switches where if you are internet exposed, if you are yep. on, on a Microtech router, apparently botnets can uh, brute force the box and enable crypto mining on your switch, uh, as well as uh, basically like man-in-the-middle SSL kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. Microtech was kind of seen as the cheap solution. Yes. And this is sometimes the problem with a cheap solution. That's exactly right. I know we've spoken a lot about networking, mm-hmm. but your channel is called Craft Computing. That's right. Do you want to talk about the craft? 
I would love to. Uh, and in fact, why don't we start with a little craft here? <laughs> this, this is the craft. This is the craft. Uh, so I, I know you're probably a wine guy. Um, I also brought out a... We a, discussed this. I'm a cider guy. You're a cider guy. That's right. That's right. You know what? I do have some ciders. I do have some ciders. Um, would you be willing to try a dark beer? Yeah, sure. I mean, the worst night I ever had drinking was I ended up having three dark stouts on an empty stomach and I spent the rest of the evening in the bathroom. And well, well you just got back from dinner, so you don't have yes, that I, right Yeah, now. that's true. That's true. All right. So we are opening uh, kind of a special bottle. This is the 2020 Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island. Uh, this is the Fog is what it's known as. It's one of their special variants of it. Uh, so they have their standard Imperial Barrel-Aged Stout. This one is a stout aged in bourbon barrels blended with Earl Grey tea, black tea, and honey. Is this just because I'm British you decided to bring out the teas? I decided to bring out the teas. Right. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not a craft beer drinker. Yeah. So a lot of those words meant nothing. Right. <laughs> Would you say cloud? What was the what was uh, the place called? Uh, Goose Island Goose is I the name of the beer, or the name of the, the brewery. Okay. Um, this is the Bourbon County Stout. Uh, so 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 is that means it's from Bourbon or is Bourbon County a place? Uh, I don't know if Bourbon County is a place. Bourbon County is the branding of their special reserve beers. Okay. Um, so what, what, what what do you mean by special reserve in this context? Uh, they're high proof, aged in barrels. Uh, it's like an executive plus. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Flying first class when you're yeah. Is kind of what that means. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen your travel budget. <laughs> oh. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> you've seen how quickly it gets spent. Yes, that too. Oh. Anyway, cheers to you. Cheers Washed. to you all. Oh, bottoms up. Mm -hmm. Ooh. So, 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 you say that was a sour? Uh, it's a stout. That is a little sour. Wow. It is. Uh, so yeah, this is a stout, so it's a uh, roasted malt-based beer, uh, aged in bourbon barrels, which is a type of whiskey that we make over here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in Bourbon County, clearly. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Earl Grey tea and black tea and honey blended into the mix. Uh, okay, so I'm slightly confused, because Earl Grey is a type of black tea. Yeah. And black tea is about as varied as as beer yes no right I know. so so i mean there it could be anything well that that could be the problem mind mind you it's market to americans no yeah. uh, no I'm, oh. ooh, that's a bit harsh um and it uh and you said honey okay yeah i can definitely taste the honey yeah you can definitely taste the honey in there um brewed barrel aged and bottled by goose island mm -hmm. in chicago which is in Illinois. Mm -hmm. No, I do know it's pronounced Illinois. I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yanking your chain. Bright bergamot aroma from Earl Grey tea. Yeah, Earl Grey tea is bergamot. Bergamot. Followed by a deep, followed by a deep dark tea. Notes with subtle honey sweetness. Yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah, that's it. Does what it says on the tin, yeah. can, bottle. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. What's, uh, what's everybody else drinking? Yeah, uh, let's get to that. Is nobody drinking? How are you not doing? Uh, Novella Hub says tea and crumpets. Somehow I doubt that. <laughs> oh, okay, somebody's going to say fish and chips. <laughs> yeah. 
Fish and chips in chat. Yep. Uh, Skull's usually drinking something. Where is he? I'm looking for him. I know he already finished off an Imperial Stout. Um, Imperial just means big ABV. Uh, it's usually 10% or above. Uh, let's see. Because, yeah, mo- most British beers and stouts are like eight max. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I must confess, there are different types of beer drinkers in the UK. <laughs> Andy from Etechnics is one. Yes, <laughs> and you know he 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 focuses on uh, focuses on the light traditionals. I guess he's actually been diving into some of the craft beers lately. I heard. Yeah. Um, d- d- does does America have camera? Uh camera. Campaign for Real Ale Society. Uh I don't think so. So that is the. I, I'm sorry to say, but you are the very stereotypical bearded. You know, we uh, just uh, we uh, just uh, call it hipster. <laughs> It, it's not so much hipster because they 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 usually it, in the same way you have an aged beer you can have an aged person and they're usually aged persons in a little bit of tweed with a with a full little goatee yeah, yeah. Um, sitting in a pub. Yep. It's it's yeah. If it weren't still twenty twenty, I would be sitting in a pub right now. So a pub bar. This is the U.S. Right. So uh, we have tap houses. Yes, I've been to those. So, yeah. <laughs> They're slightly different. They it, are. It's. I'm. I'm not too sure. I've actually had a pub experience in the U.S. Mm-hmm. properly in the same way. Yeah. Because I mean, pre-pandemic, I traveled to the U.S. once or twice a month. Yeah. Right. Two hundred k miles a year. Yeah. It. Yeah. It gets on, but there's. Yeah. It is for me that a nice end to an evening would be a nice. I mean, actually, this isn't bad. Now, yeah. now, now I've had a few sips. Mm-hmm. It, and, and, it warms on you pretty quick. Yeah. And I know the goal here was to give me something to ease into. Cause, sure. <laughs> um, but also sitting in a pub with a nice roaring open fire. And mm-hmm. given that it's about 40 degrees outside or, you know, five if, if, if you live in the rest of the world, um, a nice open fire would be needed. Mm-hmm. In, in, instead of we have a big puppy here to warm our feet on. Yes. Hello. Yes. Which she does an excellent job at. Yeah. Uh, I almost started a fire. I, I highly considered it. I didn't realize you had a fireplace. I have a fireplace, right? Uh, no, but when you say I started a fire, I thought, okay, arsonist. <laughs> oh, no, that was the other thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> we are getting more into the mental state of Jeff. Yes. Yes. All uh, right. It's, it's funny, actually, because this is only the second time we've actually met in person. Yes. Yeah. First time was CES last year. Uh, There's me, you, and Epus Fox in the yeah. Zotac Yeah, booth. in the Zotac booth. And, the, and the, the morning immediately after the Zotac party. Which I missed. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I literally had the first meeting afterwards. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, Yeah, you had the 9 o'clock, we had the 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if I remember correctly, I literally just spoke to you and Epos... Sorry, I forget his first name. Uh, Adam. Adam, yeah. yes. Yeah. I literally spoke to the both. I spoke at you, yeah, because you know I'm 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 the arrogant sob yeah. when I when I when, when I'm in work mode. Yes, <laughs> uh, this is how it is. You, you do anything different? I, uh, I got that impression from you, and I'm like, either either he knows who I am and he doesn't care, or he doesn't know who I am and he still doesn't care. <laughs> but you gave me a bottle opener. I did, and that is hanging on the pin board in the back of my videos still. Which is the reason I give out bottle openers instead of business cards. Fair. You remember me. Fair. Uh, well, my thing on business cards is that I actually have a photo of myself. Yeah. 
because if you come back from an event, a traditional event, yeah. you come back with 30, 40 business cards. And what's the first thing you do when you get home? They just go on your desk and you... The next time you see them is when you move them out the way. Yeah, I, I still but, have. I, I will say for for many many events, I would afterwards sit down, business card by business card, put it into my my address book, and yeah. and the people who I knew I wanted to work with, I would send a hey, it was great to meet you. Yeah. you know, let's. And so I I would spend you know you didn't four send hours. One to me. I I did not. You no. didn't give me a card. But. No, my yeah, my whole thing is putting a picture on it. Yeah. So then, when you yeah. are in the process of, oh, do I need all this I crap? I knew who you were, like, and you were kind I remember of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my my proudest moment is being the biggest dick to Linus when I met him for the first time. Yeah, and that's a, that's a great story because it has formed a really what, interesting what relationship. For, what did you say to him again? Oh, it's it it was that it was. It was quite early on. Oh. I think he was sort of like three or four years into his channel, and it was yeah. just getting to build, and. I made the person introduce me as Dr. Ian Cutris. Now, just to be clear, I don't do that. I yeah. did that because it was Linus <laughs> and because I knew who he was. And and it's amazing how much having that on your business card actually helps in Asia. Yeah. It's it, it opens doors that didn't normally exist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, and I could tell he was a bit deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. Because he knew who I was through Anantech, and yeah, you know, yeah. he 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 worshipped at the Temple of Anand for a while. Right, right. And I, you know, I was I was there by proxy. So, you know, and 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 since then, it's it's a joke yeah. <laughs> we we have. Doctor, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey! I don't mandate it. A lot of people gave me stick for changing it on Anantech uh -huh. like last year. I mean, don't, I did my PhD like a decade ago right, now, right. and I ha hadn't used it. Aside from my business cards until that time, mm -hmm. it was at that time I had a bunch of industry peers, executives, people who, I, who I've who i known for a while trust yeah. saying, you are the only person in your sphere who does it, who does this and has one. So yeah. you should use it to your advantage. Absolutely. And I agree. It's it's interesting, especially now I've as I've done more YouTube content, mm -hmm. you know, tech, tech potato. Yes. What's your minimum specification? <laughs> he did the thing. He did the thing. <laughs> It's it's weird, it's very crafty of you. especially as you know. I I, I frequent you. I, I, I'm actually more on your after party just because mm -hmm. of the time of day in the UK. But I go on tech deals. I go on PC World, mm -hmm. and it's amazing just how many people latch onto others if they don't say the not. <laughs> I was telling you about this earlier. It's 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 a weirdly heartwarming defense mechanism. Yeah. Now, uh, don't, don't 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 get me wrong. PhD can be difficult. For any of you out there who are on that academic route, good luck to you. Mine was a piece of piss, <laughs> and 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 if you want to know why I did, I do actually have a stream about it. Um, I, I was I was teaching uh, a very specific group of scientists how to make their code multi-threaded. Now, if any computer scientists are out there, you know that in C plus plus, that's as easy as saying hashtag um, OMP parallel or you know along those lines right that's my first year of my phd just doing that <laughs> and then learning how to program graphics cards which again was it's a little bit harder but it worked uh we do have a couple super chats real quick and then i'll tell you how i ran into linus the first time did you knock him over i mean you, you 
there's a height difference between us. There's a yeah. And 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 Linus is about my height. Yes. So if you knocked him over, I'm gonna be surprised. Uh so Kren sends over five uh five Aussie dollars. Good day. Hello. Uh Ian wants to know when you're coming back to the country if you've served your time yet. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's been fun. It's my first trip since February last year. Uh-huh. Which is, I think it's the longest time since I've been in in a plane. I would say on a plane, but technically you're in the plane. If you're on the plane, something's gone wrong. Right. Um, yeah. In about the last 10 years, the longest that I've not been on a plane. So yeah. I, I thought, let's come to the US. Let's let's do a round tour. I mean, yeah. uh, next time I come around, I still need to go see Wendell. Yeah. Um, and then go do some of the East Coast, IBM yep. stuff. So, uh, Yeah. A couple more Super Chats, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll, Sorry, I'll, I'll, I will. No, no, no. That's, I will that's, derail the conversation. Totally that is my job. <laughs> uh, Scott, five dollars. Jeff, check the phantom power on your mic. It's dead, and that's what cued me into. I had turned up the wrong input. So in my office, this mixer is normally set up with channels one and channel three, and that's so I don't confuse the two because one of them is the overhead and one of them is the mic that I use for talking heads. So you have one and three, and you so you don't confuse two. So I don't. Got it. Yeah. So I don't. Conf- <laughs> well, it's it's so I can find it quickly and I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. glance down and go, "That's clearly the one I want." Um, so I set up this setup here with these mics, and I plugged in channels one and two. But and, you moved but then three. I, my brain turned up channels one and three. So that's what happened. Autopilot, it's been a long day. It has been. Uh, Sherman, uh, Sherman Design, uh, five pounds. Uh, I don't know if I give that to you or how do I, how do I spend that? YouTube gets 30%, unfortunately. I, um, I always recommend that if, if, if you're going to give this guy any money in Super Chat or you're nice and you do it to me, first get YouTube Premium because that just helps everyone. Yes. It really does. We, we make more money from that than a standard view by a factor of 10 10 20 ish and it helps every creator so you're not just giving it to one right anyone you watch gets more money per view and and you spread the love a little bit i mean it uh, you are giving money to the google machine right but you would do as a super chat anyway right i mean they're still taking their cut but you're helping everyone instead of just me yeah uh and actually if you just want to give me like a dollar go join the patreon because honestly they take three percent (laughs) <laughs> versus 30%. Plus, you get to hang out in the Discord with me. Uh, and a hundred other nutballs. Right, right. Uh, 100. 750 is what my, my Discord is up to now. Uh, anyway, Shearman, five pounds, one terabit. I nearly spit my tea out as we were talking about that. Harley sends over $5. If you've uh, kept current on your Mikrotech patches, the, the holes have been fixed for a while now. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they did this the right way where they... Uh, sent a patch for the switches about two months ago that fixed the issue. And then they just now disclosed that there was an issue. Responsible disclosure. Exactly. Was the issue found internally or by an external? Uh, I believe this one was found internally. Okay, but, but yeah. I don't think they specified, so it could have been either, either or. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so this is the right way to disclose an issue like this, is send out the patch and then let people know, hey... We sent out a patch two months ago. You need to apply this because this exploit existed. Oh uh, yeah, I, I suspect uh, sysadmins on the ball may have mm-hmm. at least half, maybe half of them. Yeah, I mean it depends how often you update your switch firmware. Yes, right, right. Which you and, should. Uh, and and <laughs> if you can do it without bringing the rest of the switch down. Right, or just schedule downtime Sunday at two a.m. like the rest of us. <laughs> you want to you want to keep that four nines right. up time. <laughs> That's right. 
Novella Hub, $5. Thank you so much. Drinking a Firestone Walker 2021 Kentucky Mule Strong Ale, 11.8%. Again, words I still don't understand. <laughs> uh, Kentucky Mule inspired Strong Ale. So Strong Ale is just a, a bigger, bolder, usually a little bit maltier ale. Okay. Um, uh, and it's Kentucky Mule inspired, which is a cocktail with ginger, beer, and vodka. Or no, that's bourbon and vodka. Yeah, bourbon and ginger beer. That third one. Bourbon and ginger beer is Kentucky Mule. I would talk to you to the ends of the earth about CPU microarchitecture. I kind of glazed over. <laughs> <laughs> it's also been a long day. Uh, Merton Cosworth, here we go. Uh, he said he had a bunch of questions for us. And so I think we'll start off with this. But let me... Let me talk about my first run-in with Linus. Okay. And I use that word specifically, run-in, <laughs> because... Run-in, uh, run-over. Run-in. Uh, so almost run-over. So my very first CES was 2018. Uh, I know I'm kind of a youngin' in this, but uh, 2018, my first CES. Uh, Monday morning, uh, Corsair decided to hold a 7 a.m. presser. Yeah. yeah. Wait, CES. Yeah. You say. Yeah. That's weird. I don't remember that. Monday, seven a.m. Dear. Now, most of the YouTubers that like. Oh, was it a YouTuber press conference? No, no, no. It was. It was Corsair. They they announced a keyboard. They 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 had uh, their. That's why I didn't care. Yeah, it was just a keyboard and a mouse combo. It was it was the game from your couch thing. Uh, is what they announced the oh yes sixty seven IP sixty seven or something like or that yeah no yeah I I, I, I know what you mean yeah K sixty seven excuse me uh but yeah that's what they announced um they also have like a, a like lap desk that you could set the keyboard and mouse on it's like yeah I'm gaming right yeah yeah uh, I remember that so that's what it was um anyway so my very first CES my very first conference of any kind. And uh, of course, I'm running five minutes late, <laughs> and and so uh, uh, right. So I get there, and they've already closed closed the door, and and I said, "Hey, I'm supposed." To, and they go, "Oh yeah, yeah, go right in." So they yep. open the door, and I don't expect like like I expect everyone to be like facing away. Instead, they open the doors, and all the chairs are lined up this way, and they're facing over here. Yep. And the chairs are only like four feet from the door. And so I just like took like two steps and I'm fairly tall, fairly long stride. Yep. I take two steps into this room and I basically run into this line of chairs and I go shh like this. Oh yeah. Okay. And Linus is right here. He's sitting in the chair right by the door and I almost fall on top of him. It's, it's, it's because he has already has his video edited or recorded and he just wants to get out. That's why he's nearest the door. Right. Yeah. So he's the very first chair by the door and, uh, and this is the only look I get from Linus. He goes, <sighs> he just looks up, rolls his eyes, and look, and goes back to whatever he was doing, whatever it, he was listening to. It's, it's now to be fair, I almost ran the dude over. Yeah, he didn't know who you are. He didn't know who I was. He didn't know if you were press. He didn't know if you were a member of the company. Right. Yeah. Just go, Who's this idiot? It was pretty much his rat. Like I would have done the same thing to anyone who. <laughs> so, so you mean he didn't order a GNT? No, he did no. not. No, it's ah uh, that that reminds me of a similar story with another member of the press who I don't work with anymore. Uh -huh. Um, I was at a press conference, 
because uh, I wear suit, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a vestige from when Anand ran Anantec. He was fourteen, yeah, fourteen at the time when he started. Mm-hmm. So the only way he would actually get any attention is if he went to events in suits. Right. So the trend has kind of continued. Right. Um, and so I managed to get into I think the ASUS press event at Computex. Mm-hmm. I got in the doors before everybody else because people thought I worked there. Yeah. Because I wore a suit. <laughs> so I went down and I picked the best seat, which is usually the, a seat with nobody in front of you, but not always in the first row. Right. And slightly off center so you can see the rest. Yeah, you got, you got the aisles kind of in that triangle. You yeah. get like second or third row, but unobstructed, yeah. right? Yeah. And I sat there and yeah, 20 minutes to go. So mm-hmm. I'm on my laptop. I'm writing up a news post. Yeah. People start to fill in, almost full. This guy who... Was a bit big-headed. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if he still is. He, I don't see him at events anymore. Um, come c- comes up to the front. He's clearly late, so he's not got a front row seat, or he's not got a seat in the first six rows actually. Uh-huh. And he looks around, turns around to the seats, mm-hmm. looks at me, sees a seat like eight along that's empty, yeah. and looks at me and says, "Can you move up? <laughs> not can I get past? Yeah. Can I move up?" I knew who he was uh-huh. because he had a bit of a. He was a known, at least in in, in yeah. smartphone circles, anyway. Right. Yeah, and I went, no, <laughs> and he gave me a look as if, what? Yeah. He, as in, he didn't expect me to say no. Yeah. It's funny because in those situations, I'm there to do a job. Right. And I got in here first by hook or crook. <laughs> I got in here first. Right. I got the premium seat. Yeah. Why would I give it up to you, who's being a Bit of a <laughs> bit is of it, a knob, as you would say. I was going to say, is this a family friendly show? He was a bit of a we're, dick. We're, we're, we're PG thirteen. PG thirteen. So, so dick knob, we can say those. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because we, I, we talked all about Intel's knobs today. Yeah, Intel has lots of knobs. Lots of knobs. And I, 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 inter- I interviewed the guy in control of the knobs. That's right. Uh, I also told you about a story. He's seen knobs you never knew about. Yeah. Yeah, and and. You can fine tune the knobs, right? Just yes. so. Yeah. Which is funny because um, I was ta- a very steady hand. I was telling you about a video I made. Um, so I, I, I'm into weird tech stuff because mm-hmm. I think everybody's seen CPU, GPU, whatever switch. Um, I had never heard of cable pulling lube before. <laughs> so, 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 so I'm I, I, I'm there at Patrick's house, and I've already said you know he had a hundred terabit of fiber installed. I found in his house a gallon of cable pulling lube. Right. So I only buy it in, in quartz. So so don't look at me. So I I created I a video. I just my hand. Yeah. <laughs> have, have, have you got a tissue to say? Um, <laughs> I created a very crass video about essentially doing a two camera piece about how lube is important and how you have to protect your wires with a sheath and then cover them in lube to pull them through small yeah. holes. Yeah. This is a four minute video and I don't acknowledge the fact that it is actually a giant dick joke. Yeah. <laughs> I ha- Those are the best dick jokes. I have the video. They really are. And I'm I've been told not to publish it because it's not my brand. And now that I've said it on your channel, maybe it is. I but- I say go for it. I don't I don't know who gave you that advice, but I'm trying to be a professional here. But, I've, I've got a suit on and everything. But your channel name is Tech Tech Potato. And it, it's like... I, I try to be as professional as I can, but I'm still me. And <laughs> It's, yeah, it's some 
in this in this industry, you still have to have a laugh. Yeah. And I think some people forget that with right. by being overtly serious. Now, don't get me wrong. My brand is built on serious. Right. As, as, as serious as munching on a wafer can be. You have a reputation. It's, it's, it. I was going to bring a wafer up to, to let you, let you chew on one of my wafers. <laughs> I have one downstairs. You got given a wafer today. I did. I did. I have a way. I have, I have a couple wafers it's, in my collection. It's now. funny. That guy offered you the wafer. Didn't offer me the wafer because I definitely don't have one. <laughs> That's yeah, all right. I'll get one eventually. Yeah, but I didn't get sampled. And 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 he goes, "Do you want this?" And I went, "Yeah, I'll take that." And he goes, "There's no processor in it. I went, I don't care." It's specifically we're talking about the wafer that the uh, i9 12900K yeah comes with, and it's just, I guess it's a plastic wafer. Yeah, it's it's a plastic wafer. The the CPU it's a case for the CPU. Yeah. Um, and so it's really cool packaging. I really I was really digging it, and I was actually kind of ticked off when I found out that that was the the reviewer packaging that was going out. Well, no, no. So that's the retail packaging. That's the retail packaging. Okay. Reviewer packaging was different. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, that is cool. I, I want one of those, but I'm not going to go buy a 12900K just yeah. because I want one of those. Yeah. And this dude had one up on his desk and, and unprompted. Like, I'm I'm not even looking that direction. And he goes, hey, you want this? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a sort of dude that has a dozen. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do have a couple questions. Uh, let's start with American Cosworth, who sends over five bucks. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a great question. We have processors such as the Apple M1 that are competing with certain x86 CPUs. Do you think that ARM will surpass x86 in general, or if not, why? In general is such a vague term. If we're just yeah. talking in terms of benchmark performance, um, it's, I mean, between Ryzen 9 5950 mm -hmm. and the 1200K and the M1, yeah. in certain aspects, they're almost all equal, mm -hmm. except that the M1 is lower power down to here, mm -hmm. right? That's that's the main differentiator. That's what we're on right now. Yes. Yeah. This is an M1 running at 35 watts. It's, if you um if you go over to a Nantech, I can't remember what the last review we did where we, um, so so we run a test industry benchmark called spec mm -hmm. um we do power analysis the average power consumption during the test single core and the total power consumed mm -hmm. and we've got numbers for the m1 for the 5950x for the 1200k yeah. um and yeah we're going to do some more in the future the 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 benefit and the downside that apple has is well the benefit is they own the ecosystem yeah the downside is vertical it, integration. If you're talking yeah. markets or marketing spec, the downside is it's a different ecosystem, right? Right. It is no one else programs that natively unless you also live in that ecosystem. Yeah. If they were both running the same operating system and they both had native apps, yeah. then it'd be a more direct comparison. Yeah. It's, um, for example, Qualcomm purchased the company Nuvia, which is basically formed out of the engineers who created the M1. Mm -hmm. To specifically build a M1 like or you know next generation like yeah. laptop chip for Qualcomm to compete in that space, mm -hmm. that's an ARM-based processor running Windows. Yes. When I was with Qualcomm in Hawaii, I asked, "Is this a chip competing against Apple because mm -hmm. you're both running ARM, mm -hmm. you both have ARM designs, or is this chip competing against Intel and AMD because you're running Windows?" Yeah. There's not an easy answer to that question. There's not. Yeah. Though, to be honest, if you ask the CEO, um, it's very much a shot towards Intel. Okay. He, 
he he wants to be Intel at his own game at, at their own market. So yeah, that's why they bought the company. Now is this uh, similar to the M1 in that they're building essentially native instruction translation for x86? Qualcomm has already native x86 okay. 64-bit translation. It was, okay. um, I think it was a, technically announced last month. It was a bit hush-hush. They okay. had a Windows 10 development build uh-huh. that had it, but it's actually fully enabled on Windows 11. Okay. Now, for anything uh, Snapdragon uh, 8CX Gen 1 and yeah, above, yeah. Um, or 7C, uh, yes, 7, 7C, 8C, um, all those. Okay. The... I spoke to the Qualcomm guys there, mm-hmm. and I've got an interview that I need to publish. Yeah. I need to transcribe and I need to edit. And I asked, well, what was the delay? You've been promising 64-bit translation mm-hmm. for a couple of years now, and I kind of need it if I'm going to use your hardware because mm-hmm. I have some obscure <laughs> software in my workflow. And they said, you know, the instruction translation was the easy bit. Yeah, That was easy to cover all edge cases. Mm-hmm. What was the problem was the software. Mm-hmm. So software written for Windows, I've written a lot of bad software. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Um, But not just me. Things like relying on the CPU ID Mm -hmm. for installation directions, using wrong DLLs, program files versus program files x86. You remember how much that was an issue between 32 and 64-bit back in... Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, when you were making the transition from Windows XP to like Vista 64... And and instead of just having a unified program files directory for your default programs, 32-bit programs would be installed into program files x86, and it's still that way. Yeah. For some reason, it's just a directory difference. There's no compilation difference. There's no execution difference. It's just, we just want the 32-bit stuff over here, even though half the 32-bit stuff you install right now is running native 64 now, but they yeah. still install to x86. Yeah. Uh, it it still throws older programs for a loop that are hard-coded to use program files to search for their root directory in. Yeah. So, I mean, Qualcomm has 64-bit translation of x86 instructions already. Yeah. That was a difficult bit. Um, I haven't tested the latest version. Uh, Qualcomm just announced the 8CX Gen 3, mm-hmm. which is 4x1 cores and 4x78 cores. And if you yep. follow the ARM space, that's, you know pretty high up. Um, they actually gave me a CPU oh. inside a Perspex thing. Nice. Uh, did you bring my bag in from the car? I did. It's actually right here. I will show it on camera if if, if, if I can find Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, uh, I already took a crypto wallet out of it. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, or you mean my automated benchmark script? You yes, mean? yeah, yeah. Oh, that too, because <laughs> God, I'm tired of running benchmarks. Script it up, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's my 8 Gen 1. That's the Ooh. smartphone wow. one. And uh, so... That's pretty cool. So 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 this, I'm not sure if you can see on the stream. So this this is the uh, this is a little like promotional tool. And on the back, you see the bottom part of the package. Yeah. Right? There's no silicon in this one. Mm-hmm. This is the smartphone one. Because if there was silicon in this one and the competitor got hold of it, they would carve it up and find all the special source, right? <laughs> yeah, they would. So, so this is just a, a plastic CPU yeah. package, and I wonder if we can put it there and it will stay there. No, it won't because we're on a no. we're on an angle. Yep. Um, so this is the 8CX Gen 3. Uh, this is the uh, laptop chip that's just been announced this year. So this is the final one before the Nuvia. Yep. And you can see that. Oh, that's gorgeous. 
and let's see if we can show it to the camera. I'm not sure how how well it will focus or zoom. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, see, I can't zoom it. But no, no, no. It's yeah. fine. Okay. It's. Uh, are you on autofocus or not? No. No. no okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a cine cam, of course not. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's it's you know it's kind of cool, and that's gonna be that's gonna be in um, the current or 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, Windows on Snapdragon laptops. I'm waiting to get my hands on one of these in advice yeah. because, I mean, my main pain points with the previous generations were Dropbox. It was only giving me the Windows S version of Dropbox for whatever reason, yeah. which means you can't store files locally properly. Right. Uh, OneDrive worked, but... Uh, no one cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the professional version of Google Drive, which at the time was called like Drive File and Store, mm -hmm. um, it's now just all Google Drive. Mm -hmm. But drive file and store just didn't work at all. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether that was a translation issue, mm -hmm. whether just because it was non-native. I mean, right. Qualcomm's goal throughout the Windows on Snapdragon. I mean, they call it Windows on Snapdragon because they're the ones that work with Microsoft, right? Rather than Windows on ARM, which is what everybody else calls it. Right. Their goal has been get you know the top thousand apps converted to native ARM instructions mm -hmm. for Windows, which yeah. is whenever you've got something new, top thousand apps is how you how you go forward, right? Unfortunately, some of the other software I use is definitely not in the top 1,000. Things like uh, Auto Hotkey, mm -hmm. things like Farstone Image Viewer. You know, imagine if Ninite didn't work. Yeah, Ninite. Or, or Chocolatey or whatever you want to uh, use. Joydakey is one that I actually use yeah. uh, for like DIY Stream Deck kind of yeah. things. So um, I actually have an old SciTech Game Commander. Yeah. That's that's 28 keys with three modes. So depending on the mode you're in, the keys do something different. They're yeah. all different button presses. So it's a 90 button press device with an analog stick on the thumb. I love using that thing and I use it for different macros mm. and in editing and whatnot. Uh, and I use Joy to key to program those. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it this was before. I mean I, I had the I still have the device at home. I just haven't opened it in a while. Yeah. Uh, but I you know, I never tried OBS with it cuz I wasn't mm -hmm. using OBS at the time. Yeah. Yeah, all those little things that I guess I are new to my workflow, I will need to try and see if all the stuff that, you know, I've grandfathered in works. Yeah. But Qualcomm promises it will. I will just have to deal with Windows eleven. Okay then. <laughs> Sorry, that was a very long winded long winded answer. That's to... all right. Um I, I think I'll give my two cents on this one. And that is that uh if if you wanna say we'll compete with x86 CPUs, um Apple's M1 already kind of proved it can compete in performance in certain instruction sets and certain aspects Aspect, of x86. Especially if it's accelerated on the M1. Correct. Then it's um, way ahead. Yeah, then it's way ahead. Uh, like certain rendering tasks are light years ahead on the M1 as far as efficiency and power per clock are than they are on even the 5950X and 12900K and, and similar. Anything ProRes. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, my entire workflow here is ProRes, and mm. my Apple M1 renders my videos faster than my 5950X 16 core inside Premiere. So the funny thing is, my rendering software is called uh, Wondershare Filmora. Mm -hmm. um, that's just because that's the NLE that I found the easiest to get to grips with. Yeah, I've been using absolutely. it ever since. Yeah, no, Filmora it, it, is pretty good. It, it's made by a Chinese company, uh -huh. so support is terrible. <laughs> It's missing a good number of features I'd like, like the simply the bit where I could right click mm -hmm. on a cut clip and just export that as a separate file. It yeah. doesn't have. Yeah. Um, I, for the life of me, can't tell where the sodding bottleneck of that software is. 
I have thrown CPU at it. I've thrown memory at it. I've thrown GPU at it because it does do GPU acceleration. Yeah. I've thrown. I, I I've had stuff stored in RAM disk. I've used proxy files oh, to help sorry. scrubbing. There, there's kids watching this stream. I don't know <laughs> where the bottleneck of that software is. It's. I mean. To, 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 to the point it's where... It's the same place it is in Premiere, and that's just... Sometimes it just doesn't work. <laughs> no, I mean... I think I've had it crash on me once or twice a year, yeah. right? And I know Premiere sometimes you know, is a bit oh, beyond that. It, it's depends just, on the week. No, but so... Uh, for example, with me on this trip, I've bought a uh, the MSI G, GE76 Raider, mm -hmm. which they're 11980 HK. And isn't that the 3070? 3080. 3080, okay. So yeah. it says the 3080L. Yeah, yeah. But it is literally the high-end premium gaming laptop mm -hmm. that's under four pounds, four and a half pounds. And I brought it with me to the US. That was a bad idea because it's most of the weight of my suitcase. <laughs> yeah. um, but I tested rendering on that. Uh -huh. and, you and you think that should be amazing, yeah. right? I get testing a 25-minute video, you know, cuts, some things flying in. To the same time to render as my 3950X with a 1080. Yeah. And so I, I don't know where the bottleneck is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going in your questions again. That's all right. That's all right. That's uh, why you're here. Is to... so, so, sorry, can I bring this one up? Because Dave Weldon says, what do you guys think of chips like the AMD 3015E? With a TDP of six watts, so I have I have a fun video that I want to oh. do um, because that chip is the worst chip, worst Ryzen chip ever, or it's like the thirty twenty E or something. Uh, the three thousand G. No, no, no. Or... This is this is so. This is the six watt Zen. Oh right, right, right. Dali. That's right. It, it's Dali. I forgot they even made that thing. Right. That's that. That's the thing. So <laughs> you know how you get. Uh, stuff in your email from random Chinese companies that you don't want to deal with. You know, can't, please review our stuff. Please, please review our stuff. And you know, it's one of those companies that will be here today, gone tomorrow. You, I see very professional. We, You really speak to me in your video. Yeah, so... We would like you to review a product that we think would be a perfect fit for your audience in and this it's like automa automatic toilet plunger. Rake, or something. yeah. So so one of those companies... You guys have no idea. So a company reached out to me. I think they're called Max Tang, and they say we have a thirty-five hundred U mini PC. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's like a NUC sort of thing. And right. I thought, okay, that looks interesting. But I also noticed that they have a thirty twenty E version <laughs> or a thirty fifteen E, whichever one is the low. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny because there's like a dual core with slightly higher clock speed or a quad core with slightly lower clock yeah. speed. And I turned around and said, "Can I get that one instead?" And like, they 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 really. Do you want that one? Yeah. What, what? Are you sure? Are you sure? It's we have the thirty five hundred U. It's like oh no, I'm sure. Oh god. Yeah. AMD thirty twenty E two cores, two threads, base clock of one point two with a max turbo of two point six. Yeah. One megabyte of L two cache and four megs of L three. Uh, yeah, is it Zen or Zen Plus? Uh, it's. Or is it Zen two? I think it's Zen two. Okay, I think I even have the older no. one. Of no, this is Zen because it's fourteen nanometer. Yeah, yeah. So, but what? It's I've, not even Zen Plus. I basically, I, I've done the testing. I just need to get around to recording the video, which is yeah. always the bottleneck I That's, have. Yeah, it's you and me both. The worst Ryzen CPU ever made. <laughs> That's just a great title for a video. Yeah, and what's funny is, is I've I've done a couple of videos on Ryzen embedded chips. I have a, a system running a sixteen oh five. Uh, v. B. Yeah, oh, yeah. B. Yeah. Um, I've got the 1607B. It's pretty decent chip for, for 30 watts. 
when you consider the what, what what's it in sorry uh it's in a box about this big okay um has two m.2 slots in it it it's meant to be like a quasi set top media center kind of thing so uh i was i was send the udu bolt okay okay um and uh sorry to the udu guys i did test it i never reviewed it just yeah. cuz you wouldn't want to see it, it well, no it's yeah. it's i kind of wanted to do a video and i was really early in my channel so yeah. it just didn't get to a point yeah. um i did send it to uh, a friend who was going to do the video on it and i don't think he he got it uh, and he he uses it as like a little me media mm -hmm. mini pc mm -hmm. it's fine if you just want to hide it and put it under the mm -hmm. way and whatever or yeah yeah it's, it's, i noticed you've got a few games machines sort of things and they'll be perfect for that it was really funny him showing off his machine today <laughs> but yeah it's it's i wasn't impressed with <laughs> that chip i mean don't get me wrong the 3020e the dual core zen right. yeah. at six watts is painful but just having the worst ryzen cpu ever just warms my heart right you know, it's like I have Cannon Lake that warms my heart, <laughs> and uh, it's it's yeah. And uh, today, because um, my... I thought that was Katie Lake that warmed your heart. <laughs> no, Cannon Lake. Cannon Lake. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's um, but because uh, I'm based in UK, uh, my editor in chief at Anantech is based in the US. He actually <laughs> lives only a mile away from Jeff, right? Which yeah. is funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the editor in chief lives one mile from me. <laughs> So, and I sometimes get stuff, I purchase stuff in the US uh, and get sent him because we meet up roughly once a year pre-pandemic yeah. to hand it over. So he handed it over to me today, including um, a Xeon Phi 7250, ah. which uh, <laughs> you, you you guessed 10,000 bucks. Well, did you think it was something else? I didn't remember this. I, I didn't recognize the socket right off. Okay. And so I was guessing it was a 4189. Like you had gotten like an eighty three eighty or something. Like oh that. right, yeah, yeah. And I'm going, what in the world? And and you no, said, no, 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 fifty bucks. Yeah, and you said, and then you said seventy two fifty, and for some reason, five was not clicking in my head when you said that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? How? What? But no, Xeon Phi. Of course, it was only fifty bucks. Well, no, that that is the cheapest Xeon Phi I've ever seen. Right. I mean, just the CPU, not the add-in card. Right. Um, if anybody has Xeon Phi Knight's Landing in an actively cooled card that was never released to the public please let me know because i would like one because i have a video idea and i may pay for that actually if you want if you're willing to sell it to me i will probably pay for it uh, uh please don't send it to jeff i will pay for it <laughs> send it to me first and i'll send it along when i'm done with it <laughs> remember this is my channel uh nice beer yeah Sorry, let's keep going on the Super Chats because I keep uh, derailing. Uh, Alice sends over $5. Thank you so much. Uh, there's nothing quite equivalent to camera. Uh, there's the American Homebrew Association. By the way, this is like from 40 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not how long we've been going. It's, oh, yeah, it's wow. been a while, yeah. Uh, but it really isn't the same thing being mostly about homebrewing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do know about the American Homebrewing Association. And they're uh, they're kind of in that same ilk, but they're they're not aimed at like companies and breweries that are doing that it's more mm. like how do you make beer at home traditionally kind of thing <laughs> how do you moonshine right yeah no 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 no. that's illegal here like can't do that <laughs> atf's got to get their cut man oh right okay well yeah. well what if you, you can use brew, it for fuel? you can brew whatever you want you can you can make whatever you want for your own wine but the second 
you heat something up to boiling and and take a little snifter off it, boy, they come after you. What what, what if you do it for fuel purposes? And oh, for, for fuel, beverages? It's, it's totally fine. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can buy oil distillers online. So if you're making like essential oils, that just happens to be like malt, <laughs> barley, rye, and some other byproducts. <laughs> totally legal. Totally legal. Essential oil brewing company. I, and I totally did not stick some in a barrel for three years and. <laughs> Jeremy sends over $2 uh, what do you think about the Discord premium subs um, I think it's a great option uh, I think uh, I'm really excited to see what Discord does with it and if this is just like another fleeting project of theirs because they've had a number of those with Xbox Live integration and or X, sorry Xbox Game Pass plus their own games library that you got access to for having uh, Nitro uh, which all got cancelled at some point for some reason or another uh i hope it sticks around i like i like the idea as a content creator or as a community organizer uh having a way to monetize that is just another way to do it you know more eggs and more baskets uh it it it, it fit I don't like necessarily talking about money. So talking about monetization and super chats it, it, sometimes it, it, it unnerves me yeah. because it's, 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 you know, it, our connection with our communities is special. Yeah. And part of me is like, thank you for sending me money. I don't really want to take money from you. Thank you for feeding my family. <laughs> oh, I, uh, especially I in your case. I, I, I don't mind taking money from people because yeah, you're it, literally feeding my family. Yeah. Uh, and, and that being said, it's a dollar. So that that's my it's, minimum. You can give more if you want, and I sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. And if you, you want do. to feed Jeff's liver, there's a PO box in there's the description. A PO box below. <laughs> and if you want to drink like a pro, you can get yourself a pint glass at craftcomputing.store. Plug the merch. That's right. Got to plug the merch. Uh, it's slowly starting to pay for itself. So there you go. Uh, Big Big Spoon just sends over ninety nine cents. Thank you, Spoon. Uh, do you know who I am yet? Yeah. Sorry, that's that's in reference to a after party. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, Ian remembers you. Do you remember Ian? <laughs> uh, Jeff Gearling, uh, talk about the cat, the cat sanctuary. Oh yes. yes. Um, so I so, so sorry. Before you get to this, go on. Do you want a cider or do you want me to open the canard? What is what what is in this canard? As, it, as, it's, a, as, it's a red wine. Aside from Cardassian hatred and bile. Yeah. Actually... You racist bastard. <laughs> Cardassian... Actually, what would Cardassians really want to drink? Um, there's a description of Kinar, and I don't remember what it is. I, th I, 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 th I think it was... Uh, to, to me, Kinar in Quarks always looked like some sort of it was a, yellowy, slimy it thing. It was a thick syrup and i think it was like tasted of like rotten fruit is what they said um, uh, it's, it's it, a lot of alcoholic beverages are rotted fruit no, exactly. fermented right um, well, yeah I, I guess rotten and fermented right there's it's, a difference it's, it's the same thing it's just how much sugar did you add afterwards and how much mold stayed in the middle right <laughs> yeah. right um so, but this is just truly a red wine. Okay. Um, it was picked because it's a little bit more viscous. It's it's got it's got legs for days, as they say. You, you mean they added some aged balsamic or and something? That could essentially be what they did as well. <laughs> um, 
but uh, I've not seen or heard any reviews about what's in this bottle. I bought it specifically for the bottle, and I bought two of them. So it's almost as if you need a video of the opening. I'll save that for you. Let's have the cider. Let's have the cider. Okay, I'm gonna go grab you a cider. If if you open this on you know as a video, <laughs> yeah yeah. You do a lot of the computing on craft computing. I, I I think you need a video on the craft with like the 30 second, 60 second computing at the end. I think, so, that, I think that's a great point. It's uh, it, it means that so the end of your video, it's like, and today I'm benchmarking chip A. Chip A has notes of Zen 2 cores and 4 gigahertz and 16 megabytes of L3 cache. It has uh, notes of uh, integrated graphics and PCIe Gen 4. And uh, you can buy it in uh, single socket or dual socket. I am filling time. Uh, I think I think I'll, I'll award uh, Jeff's question with an answer. So uh, Jeff asked, talk, talk about the Cat Sanctuary. If I, I've been to Qualcomm's Tech Summit, which is held in Hawaii for, the, for three years, uh, missed a year due to pandemic. But the first year I went, I found that there's an island just nearby where we are uh, called Lanai Island, where there is a cat sanctuary. And you're thinking, okay, wow, what's so important about a cat sanctuary? So Lanai is um, Hawaii's sixth biggest island. It's like America's 43rd. There's less than 2,000 people living on it. It's owned 98% by Larry Ellison. There is a Four Seasons there, a small airport, and a cat sanctuary. It used to be all owned by the Dole pineapple company lanai is literally the pineapple isle and as part in a way to keep the pests away from the pineapples they bought in a series of cats they brought in a series of cats and cats roam the island eat the pests whatever then doll left larry ellison with his bucket of money bucket of oracle money uh, came in purchased 98 percent of the island the other two percent is owned by locals and uh hawaii state mm-hmm. And, but the cats were just left there, and they started attacking the more protected wildlife elements of Lanai. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a local decided to start up a cat sanctuary, thinking, you know, they caught 25 cats, spayed and neutered them, thought that was it. <laughs> Turns out there's a lot, there are a lot more cats on the island, um, especially because they're bred over 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And eventually we're now about eight, eight, nine, ten years into the cat sanctuary existing. Actually, maybe even more, maybe even be 13. And the Cat Sanctuary, which is about a mile away from the airport, if you're flying, it's about a 25-minute walk. They have 650 cats, 653 cats in the sanctuary. They gain about 150 a year. They lose about 150, but that's like 50 due to adoption, uh, about 100 due to age and you know, yeah. illness. Yeah. But they do have systems that if anyone in mainland US wants to adopt, mm-hmm. they know the carriers, they know how much it costs, they can help you do that. And like I say, they about fifty cats a year get adopted. I uh, I go there because I'm a big cat person, mm-hmm. and you know, th- 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 there's a there's a thing where all cat people are also dog people, yeah. but dog people are not cat people, right? right. So so I, I, cats, dogs, and the fact that you have you know uh, Ruby and I, I did see the yeah uh, Ram- ginger- Rambo skirts by every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. So so I went there the first time I went to Hawaii because I thought this was amazing. Um, I went from Maui. I got I got a sixty dollar Uber to Lahaina. I got the ferry over, and uh, 
that's like an hour ferry and that and that that was long i got to the cat sanctuary but then i had to get an earlier ferry than planned home because it was getting windy and when it's windy the boat doesn't run and you end up on the island yeah for the night now you're stuck with 653 cats well no it's you have to find your way <laughs> to the four seasons ah which is like a 20 mile walk Oh. And say, do you have a room available? And if not, you're sleeping on the grass outside the hotel. Uh, so I decided to go back early, uh, you know, and it's you know thirty dollar uh, ferry ride, and then sixty dollars back to where I was staying. Yeah. Uh, second time I went to Hawaii. Uh, no, so while I was there, I wanted to do an article about how I was here in a cat sanctuary where the only internet they had was when you held up your smartphone in a one corner of the three and a half acre site. Uh huh. And you get one, maybe two bars because the airport's over there. Right. Right. And I was in Hawaii for a conference about five, the next generation of 5G, internet connectivity. And here I am 70 miles away where there's nothing. Right. So the second year I wanted to go, uh, no, so that article that I wanted to write, uh, that was struck down as potentially being too political. Uh-huh. Right. I am not the editor in chief, therefore I do not have final say in my articles. Yeah. Now I have a YouTube channel. That's a bit different. I can actually you know, publish what I want. Yeah. Your opinions yeah. are your own. So second time, second time I was in Hawaii, I also wanted to go, but staying in the same hotel in Maui, but it rained, rained the whole day, you know, full week of sun, yeah. that day it rains, couldn't go, I ended up actually spending oh. most of the day in the hotel room, so it wasn't really, wasn't really that good. So this year, third year, I was on Big Island this time, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I got to the conference a day early, I was planning to leave a day later, I was like, okay, which is the best day, mm-hmm. either before or after to go, before I'm going to be jet lagged, but actually... The late, the late day, it was actually going to be wet again. And so I, I thought, right, okay, I need to fly there. And from Big Island, you fly to Maui, and then you fly to Lanai, and then, like I say, it's a 25-minute walk from the airport. Yeah. I got there an hour before it opened, um, which is great. They're only open like 10 to 3, but they're open 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I was talking to one of the volunteers. They had now got internet. They now got electricity. And... Yeah, I got talking. It turns out the CEO was there, and he's there like one day a month because oh. he actually lives on a different island. Um, there is no vet on the island as well, so the vet comes in one day a month. They got like a mobile uh, sort of like veterinary shelter, yeah, yeah. but they've expanded. They've they had a lot more open spaces. They'd you know the kittens are in a separate area. The cats that need more sort of long term care um, or docile, they have their own area. But people can go in and essentially go in almost any of the um, you know areas and there's plenty of areas there's plenty of space for the cats 95 percent of the cats come in feral uh-huh. but half of them end up being lovely i mean you literally sit down and you have three cats on top of you within three seconds and they will fight over the ability to sit on you it's amazing it, it was described to me as this is you know heaven for cats i say it's heaven for cat people oh totally it, and uh, like i'm on board so i I'm went totally there i spent time actually interviewing the ceo on the same topics that i wanted to talk about uh-huh. You know, several years prior. Um, so I'm going to have a video about that. I'm deciding exactly what way to do that. Uh-huh. I also have a couple of videos. Um, I've actually got a video, say, on Zen 4 and Zen 4C, Genoa and Bergamo, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is probably like three weeks out of date by now, but I still want to publish it. And it's me and there's like cats on me when I'm doing it. <laughs> so, That's awesome. And, uh, and yeah, I also did a one-hour stream. You know, how, it's called How to Pet 600 Cats in an, you know, um, I actually have a better thumbnail picture for it that I didn't ever upload, but yeah. it's it's and it's funny because the same cat that joined me right at the start of the stream also joined me at the end as I moved around yeah, <laughs> out of all those cats, yeah. um, and you know I, 
I went, even though I'd spent probably the best part of $400 from the hotel to be there because mm-hmm. of taxes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I bought a couple of new t-shirts because my three-year-old one was getting, you know, as they all do around the collar. Yeah. Um, you know, sizable donation as well. Mm-hmm. That There are people who donate who have never been there, yeah. right? They, they have, uh, it costs 900 grand a year to run, uh, the CEO is telling me, which you might think for 600 cats is a lot of money. Well, you know, some of them need care. They need to mm-hmm. fly in the vet. Yep. Uh, food is actually only 5% of that cost. It's yeah. just the rest in terms of, how they're expanding, getting mm-hmm. getting internet and electricity apparently cost them the best part of 100K because oh, of where, where they are. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing. It's a, it, it's a place I would love to retire to. Uh, they have 12 full-time staff. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, my flight was at 5.30. They closed the sanctuary at 3, so I just had to walk to the airport back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It's a shame it's in the middle of nowhere, but that's kind of um, that's kind that's kind of what makes it a little bit special. I just spoke to the CEO and he said we were thinking because I asked him about his tech strategy. Right, mm-hmm. I'm a tech person, so let's all talk right, about right. tech strategy. And they're talking about oh, we're only just getting you know electricity, and it was fine for streaming. The Wi-Fi uh-huh. is great. I had, you know whole stream for an hour and no dropped frames. Nice. Um, the start was like about you know 480p, but eventually went you know up to at least 720 or 1080. Right? Yeah. And uh, he said he was thinking about, uh, they weren't very tech savvy, that much was obvious. And he's like, we we're thinking of doing like a walkthrough, like a 3D camera, you know, like like a Google Maps basically right, right, going right. around. Uh, but they were worried that if they did that, people would see that and not come. Yeah. And there's more value for them in people coming oh, totally. and buying merch live mm-hmm. than because, you know, you feel that... I think what they could probably do... No, I, I, I told them to do it. Yeah. Because if anything, that'll encourage more people to come because they will want to see it and they'll want to see it live yes and i'm hoping through something like my video yeah now, just to be clear i'm not affiliated with they affiliated with them i just like cats right right and this is this was just amazing just because there so many of them are so friendly and are immediately friendly yeah. i mean you know how when you meet a really friendly dog all they want to do is be on you they want to be petted <laughs> you, you know the first thing i came in is i have uh you know, a ruby on me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ruby. Yeah, uh, yeah. The cats are like that. So you, so, Ruby so it's like, is why, our resident greeter. Why don't you get a doggy in? Because I like cats. Because I am lazy. Cats are lazy. Cats look after themselves. Yeah. I could look after the cats, and you know, yeah. Yep. So that is like a you know ten minute explanation of the cat sanctuary. Watch the video when it comes live. Right. And uh, Jeff, if you ever go, seriously. Takes many photos, as many videos as you can. I told I, I told them what they need to do is they need to pick a few cats out, the ones with character, uh-huh. um, and just make celebrities out of them, make merch around them. Totally. I mean, they they, they had one cat that was called like Old Guy, uh-huh. came to them, you know, with face cancer and things, mm-hmm. and was in a pain, but he had a number of operations, mm-hmm. and when the pain went. He was the most loving. He yeah. wanted strokes. He wanted pets. Now, obviously, you know, he had you know half ears and some right. of his skin missing, so he didn't look great. But he was there the first time I went, uh-huh. and it was a shame that I saw a couple of years later we got a note saying he'd passed away. Uh-huh. But they've actually you know got a monument to him, you know, on the grave on, on a hill just outside the sanctuary. Uh-huh. You know, they, I think they could do so much there. If I told them you need to hire the right social media person, yes, they said they did. For Christmas, yeah. you know, they wanted Google ads, they wanted social media, uh-huh. but they didn't get the hit rate they did because they don't think the social media person that they hired got it. Right. 
And it's like, there is so much you could do here for people who love... I mean, maybe I'm biased because that's how much I like cats. I feel there is so much potential that you could do with cats in the internet. I mean, the, yes. the, the internet exe- exists for like three things. And that's people yelling at each other, porn, and cats. Like, uh, Just don't mix any of those don't together. Mix, don't mix any of those together. Unless that's your fetish, I don't kink shit. Well, uh, yeah, p- <laughs> people shouting each other and porn. Okay, I, yeah. I get it. Like, and, no. I'm not a fan, but I get it. Uh but there is so much you could do on the internet with cats. Yeah. Uh, especially, like you said, making a couple of them celebrities. Take a couple of the ones that have, you know, just weird personalities or quirks or whatever else. There was one following me around. And called, make them famous. One following me around called Shadow. De- you know, Jet Black Cat. Yeah. Um, has a little bit of a breathing problem, so you can hear him wheezing from, you know, <laughs> 15, 20 yards. <laughs> but it was great because I'd be walking around and I could just definitely hear, that shadow, he's dead. No, no, but he was really lovely and friendly yeah, and he yeah, just yeah, wanted, totally. to, wanted to be held. So it's, yeah. I, <laughs> That's awesome. Amazing. Amazing. If, if, if you're ever in Hawaii, if you're on any of the islands, you can get flights to the night. Do plan a day around it. And, you know, do plan, I guess, best part of $300 if you're buying last-minute tickets together. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Yeah, we may be going to Hawaii sometime next year. We're working on that. And uh, and the three little ones. And the three little ones. I do not suggest going to the yeah. Cat Sanctuary with three little ones. Right, right. Right. It's, it, 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 is, it is very much a more adult-focused... Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's it because... I know how children are. Yeah, uh, my kids are actually both fantastic with cat with cats. At least the two littles uh, or the two bigs. I don't know about the little because mm. he'll be one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Joe Van Ritt says Debauer's cat is a great example. Sheik is always there, and when he got hurt, the community went crazy. So I have two cats at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, every video I do, I do a cat tax, just like you do a beer tax. Right, right. I right. do a cat tax. Um, usually it's my cat or related to whoever I'm talking about their cat Yeah. Uh, they don't ever get on video because I have my desk here and my background is just here right. and I tend to keep them out of the room for audio I mean just so the door's shut for audio Yeah. but also when they start meowing <laughs> just because one of them is a bit of a diva and if she's not having enough attention that week yeah. there'll be one day a week where it's ee, ee. Yeah, I mean, Rambo. For for as much as you guys all like Rambo, uh, he is very much a diva and very much attention seeking. And uh, he looks so cute in the hallway. Oh, he's adorable. He, he's he's just this adorable fuzzball. But uh, he'll get this thing like most cats do. Like, hey, I can see the bottom of my bowl. That's a problem. Yeah. Like like you know, all he's done is push his nose all the way down, and there's a little speck of silver at the bottom. But I can see the bottom of the bowl. You're not taking proper care of me. It's yeah, my black torty cross does yeah. that, and uh, she's called Cat, by the yeah. way, <laughs> but Katamari. Okay, okay, Cat for short, just because I'm lazy. <laughs> what what he will do is he will put his put his front paws up on my chair and, and up onto my side, and if I don't pay attention to me, mm-hmm. he'll dig a claw right there and just oh. and just hook me. Oh, and so while I'm sitting there, like trying to type, like write up a new a new video or something like that. At least you're not recording and suddenly go. Eh. Oh, it's it's been, it's done that a couple times too. But but he'll just it's... hook right in the soft spot in my side. It's like, dude, uh, my little one will put both of us. So she's a Burman cat, long hair Burman. Uh-huh. 
Um, looks kind of like a rag doll, but is very slightly different. A lot of people get them mixed up. She'll put her two paws up between my legs, look up at me, and meow. The cute. You want to hold her, yeah. But you've got shit to do. All right, we do have a couple more questions to get to. Uh... American Cosworth, $10. Thank you very much again. Uh, do you realistically envision there being a greener future for chip production, specifically in regards to manufacturing process, or will it be inherently an environmentally harmful industry? The drive is to go green. Um, you could argue that there's more drive simply for production. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of people complain that fabs use a lot of water, mm-hmm. right? For example, however, most fabs these days are designed to recycle as much of that as possible. Yeah, I mean, some of them are up to like eighty-five percent or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So there are other industries like um, almond production, <laughs> way worse. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you're on the trend of uh, nut-based milk, yeah. And we have it at home. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's. I I, I was big on the dairy. Uh-huh. And I'm a tea drinker. Yeah. But the minute I started moved to coffee after a couple of years, I couldn't really go back to the dairy. My yeah. So we went we went to the nut milks. Yeah. Almond, I, I do almond milk. Yeah. Almond is the worst milk <laughs> for production. Yeah. You it, oat milk. Yeah. I cannot stress this enough. Stop buying almond milk. Buy oat milk. I will do that. And it yeah. What about cashew? Cashew's another good one. Cashew's like in the middle. Okay. Right. It's, uh, yeah. Just, uh, so, oh uh, yeah, almonds. Are so different. I can feel better and yet smug. Yes. Okay, perfect. But I, I, oat milk's great because it, <laughs> I'll give it, oat milk a try. It, uh, yeah. uh, the thing is, almonds are usually produced in very dry regions yeah. and take like a thousand gallons per kilo that's, or something. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah. it's crazy, crazy bad. So, I mean, in, in terms of, you know, there, there, there are a lot of other things worse for the environment than chip manufacturing, and lots of chips go into things that do help improve other aspects of the ecosystem in that regard. Yeah, that's not to say we shouldn't focus on it. It's still important to focus on it. Mm-hmm. I just think, um, from a wider perspective, it is a minor part of that industry. I. I would partially agree with that. Um, there's also got to be some other breakthrough in materials because right now part of the part of the issue is the getting the silicon and the rare metals to to actually produce these things. Uh, unless there's some material breakthrough in something else that is a greener way to acquire. I mean, in, in terms of the semiconductor shortage, mm-hmm. that's like a more of a packaging problem than arguably right. a silicon problem. Right. There is the rare metal earth thing. Yeah. Um, I've spoken to companies, for example, that had developed ways to um, essentially provide a process node improvement mm-hmm. without actually decreasing the process node. That's an article I'd love to find time yeah. to write, record. Um, a company called Atomira, that's A-T-O-M-E-R-A, um, it's, they've got something like called the um, Mears-derived process or something. It's mm-hmm. all about uh, providing an oxygen depletion layer. So when you do additional doping into the silicon, mm-hmm. you have a less diffusive 
reaction so you're able to control the diffusion more yeah which means that you're able to optimize your silicon exactly so like for what you need argon or something like that and... well no it's, it's it's an oxygen depletion layer and the okay. I, the ip is in how that's formed okay gotcha. how that sinks in and how that acts as a barrier mm -hmm. um sorry so, material scientists yeah not well, um so standard <laughs> transistor is an nnp gate mm -hmm. and you do that by you know depleting and doping specific regions of silicon mm -hmm. the key thing that uh, depends there is the separation between doped and undoped regions right okay. that's a very big determinant in mm -hmm. the performance of your transistor yeah. and what this helps with is making that delineation mm -hmm. a lot smoother as in mm -hmm. a lot more binary from one to the other mm -hmm. and that improves your transistor performance so okay it, yeah. it's, it's a special ip i've been briefed um the guys behind it seem you know knowledgeable and nice mm -hmm. For as much as I am a material scientist, it it's understandable. Um, there is a piece of the puzzle that I'm not exactly quite getting because it's just a bit beyond my understanding of reach exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's the sort of thing that if I spend an hour reading, I could explain it better to you. Okay. Right. Gotcha. What I've given you now is what I remember from reading it two months ago. <laughs> right. Um, so. All right. Uh, let's see. Andrew sends over ten dollars. Uh, good old green protagonist over on the Discord. Uh, good to see you, t uh, Tech Tech Potato, Doctor Cutrus. It was nice to see you roast tech deals. Have a cider on me. <laughs> I like it's it's. I, I like tech deals um, on on the stream. Um, I, I I said you know I've been watching him for a, I think a couple of years now. Yeah. And he does go a lot of the same thing, a lot over a lot of the same things repeatedly. Mm -hmm. But sometimes some of the stuff he talks about, you need to listen to several times before it clicks. Mm -hmm. um, he, you know, he focuses. I, I, I'm not there so much for the deals talk, right. things like the financial talk, things mm -hmm. like um, comparative analysis talk. He does that really well. Yes, but that's also because he has a lot more experience than most people. <laughs> Sorry, tech. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and 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 rogue is just a blast. Um, she's Aussie. I'm British. Yeah, there, yeah. there, there are, yeah. there are. Yeah. Uh, big big spoon four ninety nine. Uh, ninety nine percent sure that bottle is actually a bomb. Uh, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I think I, I, I was gonna say I think it's the nipple here. Yeah, yeah. It could be. It could easily be modified. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the, there's there's half hour with a with a determined enough. <laughs> With a, yeah, with a file, I yeah, guess. exactly. We are in Oregon. Yep, that's very true. Not really my thing, though. Yep. Uh, Spoon sends another four ninety nine. I still have no clue who Tech Tech Potato Ian is, but seems like a great guy. Does he have a TikTok? <laughs> yes, 22 nanometer, 14 nanometer. <laughs> uh, the net guy sends over 20 bucks. Thank you very much. Uh... Ian, computational chemistry. Does that mean you can make meth with a computer? Uh, is the silicon shortage real, or are we being duped? I think that's the real question. So first one, then the other. Can um, you make meth with a computer? No. No. Okay. No. It's it's um, my, my my thing was making imaginary particles that never bump into each other move, which sounds really basic, but no, <laughs> that is it, it on a really honestly. Uh, on a level that's not too far off the real thing, that's essentially what it is. Uh, is a silicon shortage real? Yes. Uh, so one of the big proponents in the early days of this... Hey, Fluffy. 
Uh, one of the big components of the early silicon shortage, for example, was that uh, one component of high-performance processors um, is uh, a film called ABF Film. I forget what the acronym is. Yeah. Um, but essentially, there was only one factory producing this film mm -hmm. in the world, in Japan, and it burnt down. Mm -hmm. Right, so everybody was relying on the supplies they had until the factory got back up. But also, we heard companies like AMD and Intel saying we're investing in our supply chain yeah. because some of these uh, shortages we need to yeah. essentially overload them in production. Right. So they, which they... essentially means we found a single point of failure and we're going to invest like twenty million dollars each and just like here have this so we can get back into production. Yeah, I mean it's it's. It's such a minor part that you don't stop a million dollars worth of chips from being sold for the sake of twenty grand. Right. You right. will. You pay five hundred x what you need. Right. Just to get the stuff out the door. Exactly. The the way I've kind of been monitoring this one of what one of the ways uh, I've been monitoring this is look at AMD's financials quarter to quarter, and they've got a line item there called inventories. Yeah. Right. And on the face of it, if you don't know what it, what it is, it sounds like GPUs they got in a warehouse somewhere. That's right. our inventory, right? Yeah, a truck full that wasn't delivered, right? Because it was nicked. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that was, e that was, was EVGA. Yeah. So, um, so, so Jacob's forum post about that was just <laughs> the tone was just so dejected. But but inventory we finally got some and some bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but inventories. That isn't stuff they have in the warehouse ready to sell. Right. It's stuff in production. Yeah. Right? So it's production materials. Yeah, yeah. So so if you've got twenty-five wafers at TSMC in, mm -hmm. in what they call a foop, that's twenty twenty-five times whatever they're charging per wafer. Yeah. Or if you count the end price of those chips, mm -hmm. right? Maybe that's another factor twenty or yeah. more beyond yeah. that. And then, you know, having those produced in the fab all the way up to packaging. And then getting to the vendors, that's what they call inventory. AMD's inventory has doubled in the past year mm -hmm. from 1 billion worth of stuff to 2 billion. I think the last number was actually 1.8 billion. Yeah. That may be a, the... A that may, on hand inventory. That may be the quarter yeah. before number. And okay. It's, yeah. yeah. But it it's a case of they're going up about 400 million mm -hmm. a quarter. Yeah. You, you don't increase inventory 40%. Yeah. Um, that easily you need a high demand market mm -hmm. and a shortage yeah. and capacity yes and that just indicates just how much more capacity amd is buying so despite the fact that nobody can get a gpu right or you can if you have you know enough right. and uh ebay silicon shortages ask ask me how much i bought my 3094 <sighs> don't yeah <laughs> so, 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 silicon shortage is arguably a simplification of supply chain shortage it is a supply chain shortage that uh there's a hawaiian restaurant local to me that my wife and i love that three months ago had to take all of their beef items off the menu because there's no supply chain to get those products in whatever they were using to whether it's the beef itself or whether it was so you're about to crack into a cosmic crisp cider it's an imperial cider eight percent i know a bit a bit bolder than uh it's an apple cider it is apple cider do you have a pear cider i do can i be annoying and ask for a pear cider absolutely you can i I, I've drunk a lot of apple cider, and I'm very particular. See, see cider here, 
means Apple. It does everywhere. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah, let's let's put that on the front. It's I still have my Snapdragon chips here. Oh, let's put those away before Jeff nicks them. Oh, excuse me. And uh, oh, I can see all I can see all the chats here. Uh, Zach with the five hundred bucks. We'll get to you because I'm pretty sure Jeff wants to give you a special shout out. But big thanks to Jeff. And uh, if you're doing that and you don't have YouTube Premium, get YouTube Premium. It's, uh, oh, we 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 have a, a fluff and a cider, and she definitely does not want to be near me. That's okay. I think it's it's a standard cat thing. You need a lot of sniffs. Yes. Before you're comfortable. Yes. It's okay. Mm. okay. Do I get a... He's good. He's good. Hey. He's a friend of mine. There you go. Do you think I can take? Uh, he's wanting to get away. A little bit. Uh, it's I have a way of holding cats that yep. makes them a bit... Yep. Hey. Hey. No, I'm getting oh, close. Yep. There it is. Oof. Ruby. I have vampire teeth in my head. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's that... So it turns out I don't have pea or don't have pear. I do have a peach saison and I have a blueberry daze. Those are the other two options. I believe I will have the blueberry. You got it. It's a bit fifty fifty there, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's given that um I think I also have a watermelon cider. I think this one will be good. Oh, blueberry. Okay. It's we do have an early morning tomorrow. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only drinking two, and there's probably no after party in this, in this one. Uh, not uh, for us, anyway. Yeah. It's uh, we have to leave here at six. Yeah, I think our, yeah. our first meeting tomorrow is breakfast at seven, seven a, a, an hour away. Yeah. For sure. Uh You have a special super chat to get to. I, I, I do. I saw that one. Uh, uh, first off, uh, Merton sends over $5. Eva and Luna the Bulldog says, Hi, uh, does Jeff's house smell of burnt PCBs and hops, or is it more thermal compound and whiskey barrel? You know, a lot of people have a distinctive house smell. They do, right. You do not. Really? It is either... Either it's neutral or it's familiar. Um, you know, part part of me was expecting as you have a newborn. Right. Newborns do a, have a little formula, a little spit up, little yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, all, all the body fluids that I'm usually averse to, <laughs> and most people are averse to. It's when you have a small child, you can't avoid them. Uh, again, you know, we we talked earlier. Humans are disgusting. I never ever again want to hear birth is a beautiful process. The end result is beautiful. There's no arguing that, but the process is freaking gross. <laughs> snip, snip. Like yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. They, they... No, it's it. It's very neutral. Very neutral. It, it, Interesting. It, it's it's neutral, neutral or familiar. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. In my hotel room, it smells of you know sort of sweet gummy candy. Yeah. Which I, it, I got that too. Like almost a bubble gummy kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think it's trying to be some floral something, but it's yeah. just oversaturated to gummy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we came here, we stopped at my place because I needed to grab some stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, this is very neutral. It's either, yeah, no. That's a really weird but great question. I love it. I absolutely love it because yeah. I'm deciding whether it's neutral or familiar because I don't know if I know if I understand the delineation between the two. Right. And if it's familiar, what does that say about me and you? Right. When you get used to your own smell, you stop smelling it. But when you walk into someone else's house, there's a distinct smell of their house, whether it's whatever cleaning agent they use or whatever... Yeah, you know, just, lemon pledge or... Yeah, whatever musk that they develop, that there's always something. Um, I'm always curious, what do what does my house smell like to other people? And to have someone ask that question is kind of interesting, <laughs> to be I, honest. I, I smell like Axe body spray. Oof. No, well, actually, I don't know what that says about me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in the UK we call it Lynx. Yeah, and I hate to say that I'm a bit of a pit sweater. Yeah, and the oh. own and the only thing I found effective uh-huh. is Lynx or Axe. Yeah, but the antiperspirant. Yeah, the 24 hour antiperspirant. Yeah. Now I know there's a lot of connotations about okay, yeah, it's teenagers, uh, spray. Uh, we're gonna use it as shower. <laughs> yeah. I shower every day. Yeah, usually in the morning um, if I can do it. Yeah, and yeah, the only way I'm comfortable in my own sweaty pits. Yeah is with Axe Antiperspirant. So don't knock it, because I don't actually smell of it. But You're getting the real answers here on Talking Heads. Um, I will say, uh, I've, I've said this on the show before, I have what I like to call uh, Kevin James disease. Uh, Kevin James comedian, he's yeah, Paul, yeah. Paul Blart. Uh, oh, him, yeah. when, when he did stand-up... Uh, is he, he the sweaty sweaty? Uh, he is the... Uh, uh, he would go, you know, I sweat for no reason. Like... Uh, you know, someone go, hey, what were you, jumping rope in the attic? No, I peeled an orange <laughs> about an hour ago. <laughs> it, it, that was me. Before you got here, I spent 10 minutes just, like, bringing, like, laptop and cables and stuff, like, upstairs. Started sweating around I the neck. I was just dripping. Like, like, like wiping it off yeah. my forehead, dripping. You know, in, 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 and... in, in, the, in the last five to ten years, also perhaps because I've put on probably about 20 pounds. Uh-huh. Um, and that no, that's not just that's not uh, a pandemic it, it, reference. It's just it, it's age. All, it's all muscle. You look good. No, it's it's it, it, <laughs> it's 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 well. I mean, you're the dad, so you have the dad bod. I just have bod. I got dad bod. Um, but yeah, I got major no, dad bod. It is. It, it's surprisingly how easily I sweat these days, yeah. and I hate myself for it. It it gets worse every year. You're you're younger than me. I'm pretty sure. Eighty five. Ooh, maybe not. Ooh, we're close. Okay. I haven't officially revealed my age, so <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll we'll further this off camera. It's uh people work for my P- work out from my PhD how old I am. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> twenty two. They usually say yeah, baby face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, what's really funny is uh, I got asked at one point because uh, I I knew you from an antec as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as most people do, and. Uh, um, Someone goes, do you, like, do you know how old he is? Like, he's freaking young. And then I met him, and it's like, yeah, he might be like a year or two younger than me, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Am I young, or am I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, I go to Asia, and people think I'm like 21, 22. Right, right. It's like, it's like I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I, I could do all-nighters back then. It's because you can't grow a beard. Uh, Zachary. Zing. Sends over a five hundred dollar donation for the third time in a month. 
Making it rain. That's right. Oh, no, that's fourth time. That's right. He did all of the craft computing hosts, and I actually challenged him, and I said, well, you know, Ian's going to be on next week. And here he is. So, Oh, yes, it's four, including you. Yeah, yeah. Five now. Five now. I mean, if, I, if, if I'm going to be in the standard rotation, though, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, you usually stream about 4 a.m. UK. Right, starting time is 4 a.m. So right. if, if you ever want to catch me, it's usually in the after party, and that's only if I've woken up early. Right. And only if I've had a coffee. Yeah. Uh, take Dr. Ian out for a nice meal. Uh, I think all of our meals tomorrow are probably comped, but I'll... And you got to get it's... on a plane tomorrow. No, I don't. Oh no! It's 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 um I'm I'm making I just have to get on the plane early the okay. day after. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I'm I'm I am I am one of these people who has to fly in the morning. Okay. I never want to fly at night. Yeah. It's just a bad experience yeah. if you can avoid it. Because you can't sleep on planes, right? Yeah. No. Me, I sleep like a baby. I I get onto a plane. Oh, he got you. Yeah, he, he really did. Look at that. It's quite bad. Uh, <laughs> I... We we'll have to end the stream as I faint. <laughs> No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, I sleep like a baby. I, I What I do, um, number one, I hate flying. I, I absolutely abhor flying. But that is because you are six. Six five. Six five. Yeah. I am five five Not. five six on a good day. <laughs> right. So I fit in any seat, but I, I also have status, so yeah. I always get the bulkhead seat anyway. Yeah. I don't fit in any seat on any plane unless I fly Alaskan. Alaskan is the only plane where I can sit and my knees aren't like impacted by the seat in front of me. I flew Alaskan from Austin to here. It's wonderful. I don't know. I was in a bulkhead seat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. It was one D. I did. I did get an upgrade because uh-huh, I thought it was needed. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, no, Alaskan, they space their seats out just enough, and the seats are at such an angle that I can fit on an Alaskan plane. I've, I've been American, I've been United, I've been Southwest, I've been... I've been, I've been JetBlue? I haven't done JetBlue, I've done Spirit. Oh, God. I've done Spirit. I have heard bad things. I will say American was the worst flight. American was just gone off. Really? Yeah. So, because I'm part of the One World, so that's BA, American, Alaskan is now part of that. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, it's not United. So they're going to squeeze one more row into an Alaskan flight is what you're going to tell me at the expense of me. Uh, you know what's great is if you fly to Michigan, in Mich- in the state of Michigan, height is a protected class. And so I can claim you cannot discriminate against me based on my height. You have to give me an upgrade because I'm six foot five. That sucks because that... Well, I guess if I'm five five, I'm more than one standard deviation below average male height. Right. So I could argue the same thing. You could. But they'd say, "Nah, get back in your seat, short boy." Right. Exactly. But me, it's like I literally don't fit in the space you're providing. You're discriminating against me. Yeah. In in the state of Michigan, height over over height is a protected class. So if I can't reach something at the high shelf, does that also mean that I can... You're the person who asks me at the grocery store to get the cereal. No, no, no. It's me who sues the store for having things on the high shelf. (laughs) If it's a protected class, then I will... Then, you know, it's... You you need somebody on hand to do that for you. Yeah. As mandated by state law, I guess. That's true. So... Fair enough. I, I I don't know how he deviated to flights. <laughs> oh no. Um. So Meal, you're you, yes. you you've been driving me back and forth between your place yeah. Yeah. and uh, Portland, mm-hmm. and that's not a short journey. So it's if it, so if anything, 
all the content that comes out of Jeff soon from this trip. I mean, don't get me wrong, you are the cameraman, but yeah. I am letting you get pictures and that's a few right, things. That's right. uh, yeah, you're essentially paying for Jeff's ability to travel up to yeah, good stuff. Totally. Um, which thank I, you by the way. Which I knew going into this, I I wasn't sure what content I was going to get out of it. Like I, I knew the itinerary, but I was going, what fits on my channel? What would people be interested in watching? What, not... what will I let you record? What, yeah, what will they let me record? Because no, what will I let you record? Yeah, yeah Because you're true. here because of me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's more for the context because you're meeting people at Intel that you wouldn't other it, or exactly after uh, five my, years. I mean, my, my, my decade at Anantech. I'll be honest. I I do understand that it is a privileged position. Yeah. And it that has given me access to people that you know guys who have bigger... one of us has inter- interviewed Roger Kaduri. That's that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, and Lisa Sue and Jim Keller, and Jim Keller, and, and Pat Gelsinger. And that, yeah, actually no, it's... that list goes on. <laughs> it's 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 funny. I, I really love the interviews. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, today I interviewed Dan Ragland, mm-hmm. who um, who heads up Intel's overclocking lab. That was fantastic to watch that. And but it's it's honest. fun because that is since I started my channel, all my interviews have been virtual. Yeah. So and this was kind of like the second or third that I'd done in person. Yeah. I've got you know a couple from the Qualcomm trip, uh-huh. which I had to set up manually. Having one of the reasons I bought Jeff on hand is because he could help manage. I had two cameras, one facing each of us, mm-hmm. yeah. and then a wider shot, which my smartphone was out of power. So you got it with yours. <laughs> so and- he burned my battery. <laughs> that's fine that's fine you just have to make sure you put on charge tonight right yes it's on charge yeah so it's uh yeah no gotta even speaking like you now i mean as as, on charge as 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 long as our wireless mics picked everything up that should be a i think it's a fun interview because people will say intel has there's no headroom in overclocking so why Mm -hmm. is intel even dedicating resources and you know we made a load of knob gags earlier about intel (laughs) having all the knobs but the guys behind it are truly passionate about yes. what they do. So even if we might think it's only a surface level improvement, yeah, there are people getting paid, you know, good six figure salaries mm-hmm. to figure out what is the best way to go about doing this yeah. with the silicon, making sure a they don't leave any stock performance on the table. Correct, and and that is one of the biggest points of the overclocking lab is, uh, and they have a a foundational principle of we're not going to leave performance on the table simply to devote to overhead so the enthusiasts can get more performance but off the shelf you can't so no more celeron 300 a's right no more e2140s no more 2600 k's i ran a 300 a uh, the the two gigahertz celeron that could at like 3.6 no, no, I don't. But if if, yeah. if if they if they had the same tools today, yes, and they could bin that three point six at four point four, right? Because as I said, oh, take the i seven nine twenty, Nahalem. That was yeah. two point one three gigahertz. Uh, two point six six. Oh, sorry, two six six. And when you overclocked it, you did it. You got it to about three two, three three, or three four. You could you could push that upwards of around three eight to four pretty regularly. Yeah. I've done a couple at four two. Okay, um, but 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 imagine if that sold as a three eight chip, right? And your headroom is three eight to four two. Right. It's still the same chip, right? And that's what Intel is doing these days. And I think that is sometimes 
that's kind of why I wanted to get Dan. I mean, so I, I interviewed mm-hmm. Roman Hartung Debauer recently Debauer, yeah. on the channel, yeah. and he gets involved in that quite a lot. I mean, my background is partly overclocking as well. So I wanted to get Dan because he is the head guy at Intel to speak to this stuff. Yeah. He's the one that they're also rolling out now. Yeah. And Dan is getting more and more confident on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that in the way that I interviewed him. He had answers for everything. Mm-hmm. I did stump him a couple of times he, because that is my job. Marketing trained him well. I, I will not give any spoilers on that, but he gave some pretty phenomenal roundabout speak to to say no <laughs> but 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 but, uh, uh, but i also gave ran i mean not to my horn but i also yeah. gave roundabout questions to make sure he said something different than the boilerplate answer yes and yeah. that i think is what i like to bring to yeah interviews so yeah no, no watching both of you was was a fan number one i'm a terrible interviewer uh, it's it's not something i've trained at it's not something that i have much experience at it takes time. Uh, it, it's a it, learned skill, though. Exactly. And and watching you perform one was honestly a fantastic experience. I, I had just as much fun watching you and watching your prepared questions and, and playing off of, of him as I did watching him answer those questions yeah. and, and kind of figure his way through. So. I mean, don't get me wrong. If the video doesn't come out properly, I'm blaming you. <laughs> it's my, my, my equipment. But That's I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... If I can do more I've of those, of worse. if it, it, if I can do more of those effective interviews on an Antec, because don't get me wrong, they get like a ninety nine point five percent upvote ratio. Mm-hmm. They don't get the traffic. I mean, out of my last ten videos, four are interviews, and they're um, you know six, seven, nine, and ten right, right. out of the top ten. Um, but I think that'll grow in time. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I, I've I've had the I've had the Jim Keller. I've had the Pat Gelsinger, which was a roundtable. I'm going to see if I can get a one-on-one. Yeah. I do wonder what the upper limit there in terms of wide appeal. Yeah. And whether there is a limit on that growth for the channel. I mean, this is a discussion we were having earlier, right? Yeah. About certain topics have a natural limit in subscribers. Mm -hmm. The the number I bring out is, um, sorry about this, Wendell. But level one text has been at about 330k for a while now. Yeah. And I do start to wonder if they've saturated their audience. Yeah. Where's the, where's the growth? Do they need to... So my thing, I think from my channel perspective, mm-hmm. um, which I, a point that I actually learned from Tom Scott, mm-hmm. if you ever watch Tom oh, Scott Tom, videos. Oh, I, I love his channel. Right. Is, is every so often or gradually slightly pivot your content. Yeah. So you're not always covering the same thing. You're, just co- you know, you're slowly moving to soft adjacencies yes right if you're good and you do it well you'll bring people with you yep. and they will eventually pivot into areas they wouldn't normally view yes you might lose people yep. because you're moving outside and they recognize that yeah but you'll also get a new audience mm-hmm. that will like some of your current stuff and maybe they'll go see some previous stuff. yes now, don't get me wrong i've stopped watching tom scott uh-huh. because i think he's pivoted to the point where I think he's doing kind of the same things and I'm kind of getting slightly frustrated with his delivery. Right? Yeah, I, I understand but, that. that but, but, and, but, and to me, his videos feel a little too short at this point. Like like four minutes on like, you traveled to the Hoover Dam to teach us this one abstract thing. Yeah. And it's a four minute video. Like I, I want I want 14 minutes out of you. But <laughs> That's my biggest frustration. But I'm still subscribed. Yeah. And I did actually watch a video of his the other day. Uh-huh. Um, I am kind of miffed. Mm-hmm. That, so he does every year he does a call for collabs during yeah. the Christmas period when he takes a break uh-huh. I applied for one uh-huh. 
I got through the first round. Yeah. As in, I followed the instructions that he said about what to put on the application. <laughs> At that point, half of them disappear. Yeah. After that, he said, I don't think your video idea has widespread appeal. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because that's just a function of audience. Yeah. My idea was doing a fundamental um, sand to chip video. The problem was teaching sand how to think. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I thought, <laughs> and, you know, what he says in those videos, yeah. right, pitch to me something you would do normally. Yeah. Anyway, and that is a video that I, unfortunately it was pandemic. Yeah, yeah. But, but I like I kind of wanted to go to a beach and do it on a beach and under you know showcase how you would go from sand oh, admittedly not beach sand that that sounds like one of Tom's videos I'm I'm standing yes. on the beach here and blah 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 so so, so it's <laughs> annoying because one of my friends um, from uh, St John's College Oxford mm-hmm. uh, she runs a channel called Raw Curiosity mm-hmm. he, she actually did a video with Tom two years ago <laughs> you got one. I didn't. What the hell? So, but I mean, Tom, yeah. dude. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it. Going back to my original premise, yeah. right? It's to a certain extent. I do wonder if Wendell's channel has peaked to a certain, up to a level, and whether he needs to pivot. And I'm cognizant of the fact, yes, that there is going to be at some point. And you know, I'm at sixty thousand now. I don't yeah. know if that's one twenty. 300 600 maybe yeah. i'm getting a bit ahead of myself here <laughs> um where that level is but yeah. i need to be cognizant i love the word cognizant i have to be cognizant of yeah. where the saturation point is and where mm-hmm. my appeal needs to broaden whether that's a ch- you know a slow changing character mm-hmm. i mean don't get me wrong we do have online personas yes right totally you know the way we act in front of camera is sometimes different or sometimes substantially different to how we act in real life. What do you say? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean don't, don't, don't go wrong. Pretty much everyone I do meet is exactly the same. But yeah, yeah. as I said earlier, sometimes I will give an air of, you know, British stiff upper lip, but I'm actually yes. a very crass individual who likes to make dick jokes. Yes. So, Which it, is totally on brand, which is why you should totally publish that lube video. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier but and i've had this conversation with other people people have asked me you know i i came out of nowhere i i i went from from zero to later this month i'm going to pass a quarter million in subscribers thank you thank you f in chat yes um so but i i was not in the journalism industry i was not in the video making industry i was not in the content creation industry i i was an it professional who had a, a canon handicap and 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 a dream god damn it uh but um there's a couple things that i think have kept my channel growing and made me successful and that is uh Number one, not being afraid to just give an opinion. But number two, constantly kind of pivoting my content. And I, I, I hadn't really thought about that very much, but I could have very easily become just the X79 Chinese guy. I could have very easily become just the Wish.com guy. I could, $1 the, GPUs. Yeah, the $1 GPU guy. I could very easily have become just the VGPU guy. What I've become, I think is a well-rounded channel that's multifaceted that can dive into all of these subjects at will and and the wheel is always bigger than you think and there you you only have a very small portion of it i mean not you but right right exactly um but 
I could have very easily just become a wish unboxing channel if if I if I would have just like, hey, that was successful. Let's do that ten more times. Austin, Austin Evans. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is your life. Oh God. I believe we have a guest. Hey guys, this is Austin. Have we a guest? Yeah, bring him on over. We're all coming here. Yes. That's totally cool. You will. That's totally cool. Jeff is very much doing the dad thing. Yes. With Baby X. So Baby X joined me in the pregame show, and they say, wow, Ian's a lot shorter than I thought he was. <laughs> Almost, but not quite. <laughs> Just as much hair. You know, I'm not a baby person, but that's a cute baby. That's a cute baby. He can't grow a beard either. Yeah. Are you sure he's yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's up, dude? Oh, say hi to your people. This say is good. this is gonna be your channel one day. That's right. Follow your father into the family business. When he's still making videos in his sixties. Everything 60s. the light touches is your kingdom. Even the shadowy, shadowy bit. <laughs> no, that's TikTok. We never go there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Romnipotent. Uh, Romnipotent sends over five more Aussie dollars. Thank you so much, Rom. Uh, potato on tech deals, roasts and barbecue, potato on craft comps. Uh, can I get a pear cider? Yes, you can, sir. Did Did you say Aussie? Aussie dollars. Yeah. Aussie. Aussie dollars. Yeah. Aussie. Yeah. Hard S. Aussie. Okay. Well, do you, do you do GIF or GIF? GIF. Oh. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm sleeping on the sidewalk tonight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you wanted a roof over your head, my friend? Uh, Jeremy has the best comment. X's first words are going to be Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Uh, did you see the video, his first video that he was on? Uh, he had the YouTuber face. Oh. So so I have a thumbnail of him going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you hungry? You ready to go back to mama? Oh. It's... Hand it over. There we go. Doing the dad thing. I, I, uh, I, I will defer to uh, Jeff on all... Um, child matters. You, you looked uncomfortable even grabbing the bottle. <laughs> what do I do with this? It's uh, I I I think I've said before on online that I'm yeah. one of this whole child-free crowd, and we discussed yeah. this earlier. And you and BPS Customs need to get to know each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I I mean. I'm a journalist, right? It's yeah. and I'm in the UK, usually dealing with US time zones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my and my travel, I do so much travel. My wife is a lawyer, and that's you know seventy plus hours a week. Yeah, yeah. Not only do we not have time for kids, we neither of us particularly like kids. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I had this discussion with you or with tech, but um, the the thing that worries us uh -huh. is that. Um, we might be one of the you know sort of low percentage that end up with a child that needs continual lifetime support. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, both of us have had family members who mm -hmm. require on others for full time care. Yeah. And we've seen kind of the mental effects that it can bring to those carers. Totally. totally. And and so we never um, want to put ourselves, not only ourselves, in that position, mm -hmm. or bring a child into the world in that position. Absolutely. And, um, I I will say. Uh, 
having kids is the the single greatest joy in my life. Um, I wanted to stop at two. <laughs> there, 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 That's that, on the record now. Uh, there, there's a great British comedian uh, who has a joke. Is like, when we had one, uh-huh. we wanted three. Yeah. When we got two, we decided we wanted one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I. This is a joke she's going to hate me for telling, but uh, on our first date, first date, we're having lunch, and she tells me she wants four kids. I still married her. (laughs) (laughs) I am one of six. Yeah. No, okay, I am number four of six. Okay, okay. But my, my, my mother had six in ten years. Yeah. And I'm number four, so... Yeah, didn't be much in between. I'm guessing it's growing up with that many siblings. Yeah, I mean it varies just because you know family dynamics and whatever. So so some of them are half brothers and sisters and whatnot. But it growing up in that environment, it's yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I'm I'm the oldest of three, and I'm the oldest by eleven years, and so I I grew up basically an only child. You mean uh, you also had to take care of your? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. That, 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 that... And my wife is the oldest of four. And yeah, that being said, cute baby. Yeah. Even Ian, Ian yeah, even Ian thinks he's cute. So there we go. <laughs> Dare I ask if your other two are here? Because I haven't. They're downstairs. They already went to bed. Oh yeah. They, yeah. they go to bed at like seven forty-five, eight o'clock. So. I assumed I was late coming back from dinner. Yeah. You would have ran into them, but... Uh, I, I'm going to miss them tomorrow, so <laughs> yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, some, say that. sometimes a little bit will bit come up about 4 up. o'clock. Okay. So don't say that, because then Bit will wake up. Yeah, so. bit, bit is the one who will shake you awake, realize it's not me, and then freak out. <laughs> so expect ear-piercing young female scream yeah. at 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. I will set my alarm for three fifty-five. Bit hysterical crying. Yeah. Oh. Who are you? The ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> I am your tech potato. Eat your Ooh. vegetables. <laughs> yes. Sorry, keep, it, we, we've been oh, going on for six now. <laughs> Keep going with the super chats because we've been yes you know, we've been going through for twenty yeah. minutes. Uh, Sergey, five Canadian, thank you so much. Novella Hub, five dollars. Does Ian like pickles? No. Good man. He is. He has been talking about the pickle beer. Yes. For the whole. Yes, he has. Um, I have a pickle beer in my fridge, courtesy of John, Mister Hops and Brews. Yes. Um, and uh, I loathe pickles and that's not even a strong enough word Uh, this is a pg-13 show like i said you need to do some videos where the craft is the video and the Mm -hmm. computing is the end Mm -hmm. pickle beer from a height pickle beer with a sledgehammer pickle beer with an ice pick there you go yeah i like that Um, sorry i'll I'll just stop in here because andrew preston says graphics interchange format it's not giraffics no but it is gin it that's, is gin. That that's always my. Yeah. Even though I am a gif, where that's a stupid argument because it's gin. It's gin, right? It's exactly. Gin. And gin is the closest phonetic relative to gif. 
No, I wouldn't go that far. GIF, GIN. No, no, no. I, I'm saying the argument is stupid because there are counter examples on both sides. There's no, there, there's, there's no phonetic rules for acronyms. There are no phonetic rules for acronyms. I'm not getting two layers deep. I'm just saying to layer one and I'm, just saying no, it's a stupid argument. I, I'm starting at layer one and saying there's no pronunciation rules. Is this like networking? There are seven layers. Right. <laughs> Well, there's eight layers, and we call that pebgak. Uh, problem in layer eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, John sends over $5. Thank you so much, John. Great show having the doctor in the house. Yeah, I didn't know you make house calls, but thank you. <laughs> uh, reassuringly expensive. <laughs> I, I, I mean me, not the side. <laughs> Uh, let's see, we got 30 of... That's a currency I've never seen before. What is it? Uh, that would be... Uh, ringgit. Ringgit. What's a ringgit? 30 shekels. Oh, shekels. ILS. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did see that pop up. Yeah, so is... Um, shekels. Uh, Israeli shekels, yeah. Okay, okay. So about ten, 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm on board. Okay. Uh, did you hear the YouTuber who lost 150 videos totally not Mark? Not familiar. Not familiar. Uh, I, I do know that there's um, a few content ID scams going around. Yes, there are content ID scams going around. There are uh, 2FA uh, bypass scams going around. No, um, no, no. But I mean, um, with, with the content ID scams, it's yeah. more... Companies are say telling YouTube they have the copyrights to certain music. Yes, and if you're using the same music in your outro or yep. intro every time, yep. Um, I one arm that I haven't pulled leverage is that my father is a musician. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I can get him to make unique jingles for yeah. me. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, one of the channels I used to follow. Yeah, you uh, need a bass riff, I. <laughs> I'm not musical at all. Um, what, what, what one of the channels I used to follow um, is called Grey Day Under A. He's a bit of a ranty British YouTuber, and he had a very of course he is. Uh, it's it's he's gone a bit weird recently, uh, but most of his back catalogue at uh -huh. the end ends with like a seven second jingle, uh -huh. which is actually very popular. Yeah, and his whole back catalogue yeah. of videos all got copyright striked because of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, as a result, he left YouTube for about two years. Yeah. I mean, he came back, and some of his content has gone a bit insane. Yeah. Um, but it's some of his old stuff is quite funny. Yep. But he had to, had to change that final jingle, and because YouTube, you can't edit your videos, right. post, upload. Right. I mean, there unless are, you're Mark Rober, you get to a certain size, right? I mean, there there are arguments for and against. Yeah, there's so, arguments for and against. There's definitely arguments against if it's a bait and switch kind of thing. There's definitely arguments for going. So, so, so Tech Deals had a great response to this. He yep. said, if you change the video to any degree, yeah, right, regardless of whether you have an algorithm to detect how much it's changed, because yep. that could be a thing in the future. Yes. Every comment that was done pre-change, uh -huh. you have an asterisk say this comment was left on a previous version of the video and may not indic be indicative of the current content. I think that's which, which yeah. I mean, the whole argument is: say, say you do 
uh, you know, say, say, like with Twitter, say you do a tweet that says, I like apples. Right. And everybody go, yeah, they're great. And then, and then you, you go, I like Hitler. Yes. Right. Godwin's law invoked. Yes. But no, but yes, that is, yeah. I mean, it, 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 if anybody says, why don't they do this? This is the greatest tweet ever. Right. That That is the argument that you must always pull. Yes. And it's not until you have a definitive answer to that. Mm. I think tech's answer goes some way to addressing that and I think mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a good idea mm-hmm. but also I think that arguably the former version might should still be available might should that's bad English <laughs> I English good in it <laughs> right it, uh, there, there has to be and you guys claim you invented it yeah we mashed it together from Anglo-Saxon and... yeah we turned it into something you know you took languageable out... you, you took out the use because America is all about me <laughs> that's right damn time you figured that out <laughs> There's no I in team, but there is a me. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, keep going. That's all right. Uh, Andrew, $5. The organic computer is on. I assume you didn't film the assembly video. No, I did not. Uh, not even for the uh, <laughs> the patron members. Uh, Big Big Spoon, $1.99. Uh, hear about the guy who invented the knock-knock joke. No. That may be something that... I'm, I'm assuming that's a reference to something that we may or may not have said earlier. I don't know. I think we've established that Big Big Spoon has his own circle of ideas. Yes. yes. Um, and that's great. Every, yeah. unique, unique people are great. Unfortunately, the reference is lost. Yes. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting the reference. I might be five minutes late, but I'm still not getting it. Uh, Scott, $25. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, greetings to the channel producer and to her good health. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I made the same joke when I got in, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> she is. The, you're the provider. She is. Well, she was providing at the time. Yeah, she's the creator. She yeah. is the creator. Yeah. She is the producer. The, the long running joke is she's the producer. She's yeah. She's the, the video producer. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so we just call her the producer. Yeah. Is it, what, what, what are you? The help? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm the talent. T-boy. Oh, sorry. Craft boy. One of us has three kids. Better you than me. <laughs> right? I will say that much. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, says Ian can be part of the show via video calls. I think, like I said, this show usually starts around 8 The, the Pacific. problem is time zones exist. I mean, it's usually 8 Pacific, right? 8 Pacific, yeah. So, which is four or five, depending on our daylight savings situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if I am part of it, it's mm-hmm. usually I come on on the after party. Mm-hmm. If I'm up at seven a.m. my time, and I've had a coffee, because I, I see all of you guys, mo- you know, and you know, there's the guy in New Zealand, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But you all, it's slowly getting darker, and in my room, it slowly gets lighter. <laughs> yeah. But in order to see that, you need to be uh, part of the uh, Patreon, That's right. part of the Discord, and you do that through a dollar of Patreon. Look at the plugs. Like a well, pro. Well, the thing I love is Jeff said, uh, the, the, I, I love the fact you said this, it's like, I will listen to your BS, but you have to pay me at least a dollar to send it. That's exactly right. So You want to troll me, you got to pay the troll toll. Yeah, <laughs> the troll toll. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say the rest of the quote, <laughs> but 
yeah, join the Patreon. It's only a dollar a month. Uh, yeah. Minimum donation dollar a month. You can give more if you want. It's definitely appreciated. It helps keep the light on. As you can see, the Christmas lights went out behind us. So you're definitely not donating enough. Either that or that's, there's a timer under there that's preset to 11 p.m. I'm not sure. Either way, join the Patreon. Helps keep the lights on around here. Helps keep the content coming to you guys that you enjoy. And uh, keeps my family fed. Because they eat a lot. So it is, uh, what? What time is it in the UK now? Like seven AM? Uh, it'd be about seven AM right now. Yeah. Yeah, my <laughs> my father is trying to uh, <laughs> uh, contact me, and I'm trying to give him. Uh, I assume you're just YouTube.com/slash/craftcomputing. Yes. Um, and I'll give him a link and see if he uh, pops in. Right. Uh, he won't talk. He might watch and be like, "Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Who's uh, the snob?" <laughs> No, the funny thing is, I said, I'll call you at 7 in the morning. Yeah. I meant 7 my time, <laughs> not 7 his time. Which is like 3 p.m. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. I think I was uh, tunnel vision. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tunnel brain. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, Big Big Spoon, $1.99. He won the Nobel Prize. That's relation to the guy who invented the knock-knock joke. He won the Nobel Prize. Yeah. You think you're awfully clever, don't you? It reminds me, that's the video I didn't make. Um, we just had supercomputing in St. Yeah. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Um, normally it's an event of 14,000 people. Mm -hmm. This year was 3,000 because pandemic, right. and some people argue that that 3,000 number included the vendors mm -hmm. and the people working at the venue. Yeah. <laughs> <Just the kind laughs> and like 17 random yeah. people who... But 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 the important thing there is at supercomputing they launched the top five hundred supercomputer list, uh -huh. and uh, we're still waiting for the first exascale machine. Yeah, right. Yep. Which in the US is expected to be Frontier, which is built with uh, AMD Radeon Instinct and yes. uh, Trento GPUs, mm -hmm. which is their Milan with a special I/O die, yeah. we believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's expected in the June edition of the top 500 list mm -hmm. next time. However, there are two Chinese supercomputers that are... we. There are people who say they have seen data which say that China already has two exascale computers. However, they have not submitted data to the top 500 uh -huh. because, you know, it's trade, you know, company secret uh, right. uh, sorry country secrets and they might use those things for and they just don't want it public right some companies don't announce what their internal machines and, are and yeah that that yeah. happens all the time actually but those those two supercomputers or at least one of them was used in two papers for what they call the gordon bell prize uh -huh. and at supercomputing every year they pick six papers in the supercomputing community mm -hmm. um to that basically have modern relevant research based around supercomputing mm -hmm. It can be in any field. Yeah. In this case, there was one based on uh, machine learning. There was one on uh, nuclear reactor simulation. Mm -hmm. uh, there was two on COVID and you know production and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, Pro protein breakdown. That kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. But two of two, two of them involved this Chinese supercomputer. And if you run the numbers, one of them was like at four exaflops, mm -hmm. but only if you ran it in FP sixteen, mm. right? Top 500 uses FP64, Linpack. Mm -hmm. The other one used FP64, but only got 250 petaflops, which oh. is a quarter of an exaflop. Right, right. right so you're wondering, well, where's the exaflop computer here? Right, right. But the thing is, Gordon Bell 
paper is based on real workloads. Right. Right. Linpack is a synthetic workload, and that's what goes into the top 500. There are some interesting uh, architecture discussions about the processes involved in that machine that mm-hmm. I still want to go back and do a video on. Yeah. So many videos I have ideas for. Um, <laughs> Join the club. But yeah, so China already has an exascale system. I forget my original point, but supercomputing, there was exascale systems and uh, so much more silicon out there. I mean, I like to think when I talk, you focus mostly on the home server, x86, graphics. Yeah. If you were to touch on AI, there's like 50 AI chip companies and and you would lose people instantly because you're talking about stuff way outside the normal scope. Where do I start? And I'm I'm sorry, but you all aren't going out and buying like purpose-built AI supercomputers for your home labs. Like that's that's just not my market. No, but understanding the chip that Jim Keller's working on and the fact that he uses RISC-V cores with custom vector instructions. It's just something people want to know. Right. And... Yeah, I love to cover that stuff yeah. on my channel, and yeah, along with lube and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad your dad could tune in to watch this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it's, it's... <laughs> the family line crowd. <laughs> I don't know whether he. Uh... Uh, yeah, I said I'm on YouTube right now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I meant seven a.m. my time. Yeah, which is. Five four PM your time. Yeah, you're you're what plus three? We're minus seven. Uh, UTC. No. No. We're, uh, you're 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 eight hours behind me. Uh, eight hours behind the UK. You're, you're zero UTC. Uh, I forget what time of the year it is. All I know is you're eight hours. Okay. So uh, yeah, five three three PM, not four PM. Three PM. Okay, gotcha. East East is five. Pacific is eight. Yes. Except okay. for the one week where the US changes their time their clocks. A different week of the year to yes. everyone else in the world. Yes. Yeah. Special. Special. Unless you're Arizona, in which yeah. you don't. Yeah. 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 So, tech loop potato. Tech loop potato. Uh... Potato lubricant is just butter. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew gets two gold stars. Oh, well said. That's amazing. Uh, Andrew M, $5. Thank you so much. Joining the Andrews uh, supporting tonight. Love the vids. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm assuming you meant me and possibly Ian. I mean, he's got some good stuff out there too. Andrews? Joining all the Andrews. There's a bunch of Andrews in there. Ah. I've I've had like four super chats from different Andrews. Yeah, so he's joining the Andrews. Andrew? Andy. Yeah. Where is Andy? He should be up by now. So are you a Jeff or a Jeffrey? Or is that not public information? It's... Technically, I'm Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, I, with a J. Yeah, with a J. Uh, I, I, I answer to whatever. Uh, I've... You know, I really don't have a preference on what people call me. Most people just call me Jeff. I... Obviously, as always, I'm Jeff. He said the thing! I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm just Jeff. Yeah. Ian is Scottish for John. I have no roots to Scotland. How, My... how did they screw that up? I mean, John is not that difficult. I, I, it's Scotland. <laughs> there was whiskey involved. Okay, there you go. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like Ireland. There was whiskey involved. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we have names like Siobhan and Neve. <laughs> Patrick sends over $5. Thank you very much, Patrick. Diaper fund, 5 a.m. Come quick. Uh, have a good night, fellas. Yes. Oh, 5 a.m. It's time we have to wake up. That's time, that's time our alarm is going off. It's 11 right now. Yeah. It's... Uh... I know Oregon is the land of uh, legalized substances. <laughs> I think the wrong one for getting up quickly. Right, that's the one for like going to bed right now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'd, no. o- I'd offer you some, but you need to get back into your country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. Uh, I do wonder sometimes like that because if people use it recreationally, can they actually, if they, and they say they're going on a flight the next two days, yeah. they're still going to set off the sniffer dog. Yeah regardless right what, yeah it's because yeah. it hangs around yeah. i mean anyway, i've walked through san francisco yeah. it hang there are three smells in san francisco <laughs> what, well, one of them is the herb yeah one of them is just nothing yeah and the other one um Is, is is stuff related to the bathroom I, I'm putting that diplomatically yeah those are your three smells in downtown San Francisco yeah you know I would almost say there's like this y- you touched on it with one of those there's smells related to the bathroom yeah okay let, let, let's go there um there's there's smells related to the bathroom but then there's like this wet moist funk and and so you say nothing, I say like this wet moist funk. It's not bathroom excrement. It's just this like it's not mold, but it's like mildewy moist smell. Did you know the most hated human word? Moist. In the English language is moist. Yeah. yeah. I think gusset is a close second. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Demonetize me now. <laughs> I, I know Geopilot One says there's a fecal map, map for San Francisco. <laughs> oh dear, it's that's my next destination. I'm, yes, it's yeah. Not, I mean, I'm looking forward to the conference. Yep. Um, yeah, not looking forward to that bit. Oh, I think my point about um, supercomputing is that we have to get you to supercomputing. Yes. One year. Yes. I mean, next. It, it's been on my radar, but. Uh, so so here's my my thing like again i've only been in this industry for like four and a half years that that's kind of a newbie when you come to like mm. reporting journalism especially in the tech space yeah um the problem is the last 24 months have been complete lockdown no travel and yep. and when that happened and i was at ninety thousand subscribers and and this year even though it went ahead you had a newborn right and 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 even though like I had a foothold when lockdown happened. All of a sudden, vendors that I was talking to stopped talking to me because it's like... They didn't even know what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not one of their normal contacts. And so I got the, hey, we got your request and we'll get back to you shortly. Which means no. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, it means you have to be the one that's proactive. You can't rely on them yeah. to get back to you. Exactly. Um, and, but, and so over the last year, I've just given up contacting vendors and mm. like, I'm, I'm keeping the relationships going like, Hey, yeah. how are, how are you doing, man? Like, just want to make sure. Yeah. You okay? Like, um, 
if if you're around, I'll grab a coffee with you. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, somewhat you ever make it to Salem, Oregon? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, no, no. It's it's ne- next year. If if everything's in a better place, we need to get you out to Dallas. Yeah. And uh, you can be a cameraman again. Don't worry. I'm honored. Uh, but <laughs> that that. <laughs> though at that point I may have to pay for your flight for I, I, I made Epos Vox be my cameraman at CES that yeah. was fun yeah um, yeah uh, it's, we, we were talking on the way over here most of your stuff to date has been um, more sort of home labby uh-huh. you've been leveraging uh, AliExpress mm-hmm. to a certain extent and you're dealing with you know three four five year old GPUs for some of your projects yeah um I introduced you to Supermicro mm-hmm. because they offered me hardware that I just didn't have time right. to review, and I thought Jeff would be a better fit for that. Yep. Um, you've got the first video of that going up tomorrow. 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 Yes. So, Ice Lake fifty six cores to you. Oh, you got the dual twenty eight core sixty three thirties. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's always fun. Um, so so you know, so hopefully that blooms into because I know actually there's a paltry 512 gigs of DDR4 3200 MTS. So yeah, uh, when I'm not saying megahertz just because you're here. <laughs> we had that discussion earlier with Dan. <laughs> yes, we, we did. did. Um, so yeah, because uh, I also know that the guy who deals with that on uh, at a press level is actually based in Oregon as well. I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'd be good, but. As we were driving down from Portland, uh-huh. I was thinking. Um, so, who does big mainline server reviews, tech reviews in the industry? Right, right. Number one is Serve the Home. Right, there's he, Patrick. Pa- yeah. Patrick always gets there. He he does a lot of stuff. He deals with a lot of OEM vendors mm-hmm. um, as well. Then, kind of joint second, depending on who you read. There's Pharonix, mm-hmm. Michael Larabel. Yep. Then there's Anantech, yep. which is usually uh, has been in the past combination of me and Andre. Yep. Um, before that, it was Johan. Um, Andre's left Anantech last week, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to have to pick up the slack there. Yeah. Just to add on to my other pile of things. Yeah, but that's that's also kind of print only. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and then kind of beyond that, sometimes uh, hardware lux. Andreas mm-hmm. Schilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, for what, uh, one of the recent reviews, he borrowed our stuff to review. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's you know, kind of a, yeah. AMD or Intel said, G- you know, give it. Please, can you pass it to him? He's only half an hour. Away. He was only halfway an hour away from Andre, so he just yeah, picked yeah. it up. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he gave it back, obviously. Yeah. So um, I think uh, uh, over the next year, especially as we go through the launch of Sapphire Rapids mm-hmm. and Genoa, you were saying that the, one of the hardest parts of your job is mm-hmm. finding the right people to talk to. Yeah. Which, I'll be honest, even even, even in my privileged position at Anantech... Yeah. As, it, as it, Dr. It, Ian Cutters. Even though the name Anantech gets a foot in the door, yeah. it's all it's sometimes a big pain just to even get to the right person. Yeah. So I think I can get you speaking to the right people at AMD yeah. for Genoa. Yeah. I know exactly who to contact you because there yeah. is only one guy dealing with that. Yeah. Because I've I've dealt with their marketing team before, which also doesn't really deal with the server end of things. No, right. No, it's it's a lot of these companies, consumer and server, are they're essentially two different, different companies. Right. No, it's it's like they're different companies. Yeah. Like yeah. Samsung Electronics is different to Samsung White Goods. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's that sort of yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah. And then with uh, Intel, I mean, I know you met the Intel guys today. Yeah. Um, most of them are on the consumer side. Yeah. Um, there is a very particular server guy that I think I want to introduce you to. 
and you having that ice lake review <laughs> out tomorrow yeah if they turn around and say well you deal with mainstream xeon you know xeon e level xeon right, right. e3 yeah or you know old e5 stuff yeah this will give you the big iron yeah push you need to say actually i do do high-end stuff right i have a relationship with Supermicro. right because and- because we need more brand new server class mm-hmm. reviewers in this space because the and it's speaking earlier about moving slowly you know, pivoting into new niches right i think you'd be really good for that yeah i i appreciate that number one number two that's what i did as a job for 13 years like it's like i'm not i came out of nowhere from the journalism side of things yeah it's not like but I you, sprang from nothing. But you couldn't bring your work hardware home for right, a video. Right, I couldn't bring my work hardware home. But at the same time, I've been buying these servers for clients for small and medium-sized deployments yeah. for 13 years before I you know, started to turn a camera on. And, and and the fun thing is, it's that sort of level, which are actually the volume shipments. Right. So if Intel and AMD were to turn around and say, yeah, but you don't really focus on you know, the 64 core, the 40 core stuff, you could turn around and say, okay, let's start talking 16 core. Right. Because that would still be amazing content. Right. And, and, you know, some of my... I didn't deploy much in the last couple years of my employment. But... Oh, oh uh, Wendell also does server. <laughs> Sorry, Wendell. Sorry. <laughs> Love you, dude. Sorry. The the sec the second uh, drink is getting to me. Yes. <laughs> Wendell does. Bye. <laughs> oh, my dad did come in. Oh, did he? Yeah. Nice. I'm t- <laughs> I'm taking the dog for a walk. Have fun. Speak later, Dad. <laughs> I don't think he gets how YouTube works. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a private message. That's all right. Uh, Techno Tim, Network Chuck, My Playhouse—they're all great creators. I I I don't I don't mean to disparage any of them. I don't know any of those. Sorry. Um, Techno Tim is is a little bit newer on the scene. I think he's around sixty sixty five thousand. If I remember correctly i thought you were gonna say 16 or <laughs> yeah no, no, no. 60 years old no um, oh sorry he's my size yeah yeah yeah. uh and then network chuck has been doing a lot of he does a lot of tutorials a lot of um a lot of beginner linux here's how to get this service up and running he does a lot of fantastic mm-hmm. stuff with that um they they still don't do the deep hardware dives into the nitty-gritty kind of stuff and I hope I show this well enough tomorrow in in the video that's coming out with the super micro server that I know the nitty gritty stuff. Like that's why I'm good at the old stuff. <laughs> it's because yeah. I did this for so long. Um, and again, not to disparage their content because all of them are fantastic content. Um, they, they all do, do great stuff. Uh, yeah, I... But I'm hoping my content obviously speaks for itself. So we say. You know, we spoke about the Corsair briefing at 7 a.m. We did. Uh, my editor-in-chief, Ryan, has messaged me say he was at that briefing. It yeah. sucked. Yes, it did. <laughs> okay. It was an awful, awful... And that was my first briefing. That, that was my first conference briefing that I went to. It was a 7 a.m. Corsair on Monday morning at CES. I mean, like, who does that? 
I mean, to, uh, today you, you were in a position where we were that silicon photonics thing, the first thing this morning. Yeah. That was essentially a briefing. Yeah. You saw how hard I went at that guy. Yeah. And, and he was like, hold on, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of my job that I love because people go in assuming that they're speaking to journalists who write about technology. Yes rather than technologists yeah. who just happen to write. Both of us at one point threw him questions that he's like, that is way beyond my pay grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. One of the things that I think you must have experienced pretty much for the first time, because mm -hmm. I think it was clear in your reactions. Yeah. So we were speaking to the silicon photonics guy. Yeah. And the silicon photonics engineer... By, by the way, by the way, silicon photonics is light generation at the silicon level. Yeah, um, it is uh, optical over electrical. Exactly, it it is. Uh, Intel has been making a major push, as has gosh, there's um, Marvell, Marvell, Mellanox, Broadcom, Broadcom. Yeah, they've all been making this push of instead of having uh, discrete laser optical elements, pushing the optical elements down to silicon and and it, it, uh, instead of making your laser that big, you make your laser on the scale of microns exactly and and still have the same power and control out of it yeah and so it's a really interesting field and i had only previously thought of it from like a networking standpoint but like i said we got more insight into yeah. this may be wider branching than that yes but, so so yeah the silicon photonics guy is laser focused on silicon photonics he his goal is <laughs> I, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Um, so so he, his goal is make the chip that you put in a thing that goes 100 gig, 200 gig, 400 gig, you know, one terabit, gig, one terabit yeah. as, as we were talking earlier. You asked about you know, how this relates to the Xeon product line yeah. and the development of that. He doesn't get involved in the Xeon product line. Yeah. And, and I mentioned... Yeah, I can see it in your face. You you clicked that this wasn't the guy to ask right. after you asked the question, yeah. because we cover Intel, you know, consumer, enterprise, enterprise networking, network, storage, 5G, storage, what yeah. connectivity, <coughs> and so we have every time we speak to an engineer, we have a broader understanding of the company they work for. Yeah than they do right so it's very poignant when you ask those questions and then you yeah. realize that's the combination of markets that neither person in those markets has the ability to answer because they Correct. don't understand the other side of their own business what annoys me yeah right is okay that happens at intel yeah. i get it but i also have to do that amd and nvidia everybody else yeah it's like, i know you i now know your competitors products yeah to such a degree I feel annoyed that, that you, you don't do know the answer to this one. No, that you don't know the answer to something within your own company. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's because for us this is a passion. Yes. For them, it's a job. Yeah. So so uh, specifically, what we were talking about was uh, photonic electronics or photonic conductors. Mm -hmm. um, in the context of not only like a top of network switch communicating multiple terabit down to clients in the stack as well as clients in the data center, but also 
within hardware packages themselves as far as motherboard interconnect between CPUs, memory controllers, PCI Express, etc. Right, so so basic thing is mm -hmm. imagine you had you know the modern HP equivalent HPC equivalent of SLI, yeah. right? SLI is just two cards and you put a finger. Yeah. Right? All of that is electrical. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the bandwidth of a an NVLink is something like 50 gigabytes per second, Itch, right? Yeah. If you had optical connections instead, mm -hmm. you could still apply it like a SLI finger, mm -hmm. um, but you suddenly have one terabit. Yeah. And you could also be three server racks away. You could be in the other side of the building. You could yeah. be... And, and so the, the distribution, I mean, the, the power to send... A terabit of data is right in the neighborhood of about three watts with this technology. Or it's tending to three watts. I think trending to three watts. I, I think I think right now he kind of said it's like twenty five. Right. Uh, yeah, he kind of let that but, number but the, slip. But the goal is is three. Right. Yeah. The simulations suggest. Right. And lots of effort goes into those simulations. That's another yes. video and explanation in of itself. Yeah. Um, but they're looking at using this optical transference technology not just for network Ethernet connectivity or InfiniBand or whatever have you, but interconnect between two CPUs on a dual socket motherboard and how do they communicate with memory? QPI. Now, yeah, thank you. Uh, now, as some of you might remember with Intel Nehalem, they took the memory controller off of the Northbridge chip and put it onto the CPU package to get it closer to the memory and better integrate it for lower latency, higher speeds. And lower power. And lower power. The downside to that is if you now have two sockets, they each have independent memory controllers and they're not looking at the other one's memory anymore. But also you're expending die area mm -hmm. and increased power because you now have two memory controllers. Correct. But again, it, 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 it was during a time where they're thinking, ah, oh, we need to co-package more. Yeah because it's more efficient. We're now going backwards saying we have better interconnects so we can split everything up again. Exactly. And, and this so, is what this is. And so my question was, if you're thinking about you know two and four and eight socket systems, which Intel does produce, although they won't let us look at them. Uh, <laughs> but bearing in mind that this guy might not even know that multi-socket is a thing because it's not his department. It's not his department, right. I said, could this potentially be integrated into a motherboard where you now centralize a memory controller? So, what's a motherboard to this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but between CPUs, and so now you're eliminating NUMA nodes on a CPU. You're you're killing that latency. You're giving shared memory access across CPU cores mm. and, and across CPU dies. Uh, that could have a huge implication for for the server market as far as scalability. And he just got this like ghost in the headlights, and I went, uh, "Oh, yeah. right, okay." <laughs> just like when you talk about a beer, yeah, you—that was like, yeah, that was his barrel-aged stout, <laughs> blended yeah. with Earl Grey tea black tea. And yeah, it no, but it's 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 funny because I like that question. Yeah, um, one of the things that I think is perhaps not solved by that question mm -hmm. is. Intel likes its big monolithic CPUs. It does. The whole Sapphire Rapids is 1,800 square millimeters of silicon with EMIB connections to act as if it was monolithic, <laughs> right? There is still a mesh involved, <coughs> right? Tiles. Yeah, tiles. There is still a mesh involved, which is the Encore. Sorry, chiplets? Tiles. Tiles? Chiplets. 
<laughs> that mesh consumes a good chunk of power yeah. to the chip, regardless of I.O., regardless of anything else. Same with AMD Infinity Fabric between chiplets and the I.O. die. Yes. We're not even talking socket to socket. We're just talking right, within we're a single... Right, we're talking single wave. Right. right. You can use optical connections between chiplets and I.O. die, yeah. for example, or you know, as in you could have a thousand chiplets connected to an I.O. die with optical connections. Yeah. What Intel has to decide is um, at what point does the mesh become unscalable, yeah. but at what point does the optical connectivity or the additional cost of optical connectivity mm -hmm. makes sense for those optical deployments? Yeah. I mean, um, we were talking later in the day about how far can the ring bus go? Yeah. Well, maybe, and how its days have been numbered for a long time. <laughs> maybe with optical. Yeah. It stays on life support. <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, there's another avenue which can be utilized. Yes. Inside that technology, to yeah. say it's on life support is bad. Um, I have a video about the limitations on ring buses on Tech Tech Potato. Um, I haven't seen that one. I, I can't even remember I what it's bad. called. I feel bad. Can you bring up my channel? I can. Because I, in, in typical YouTube channel, I have not given it the right name. Uh, you can also go to techtechpotato.com. Oh, really? Well, you can go to craftcomputing.net and get mine. So Yeah. Uh, if, if you just go to videos, and it is called... Uh, 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 oh, ring or mesh or other. Yeah, the future of AMD Ryzen. Okay. 54,000 views. Nice. It's one Look of my better views. <laughs> you know, it's... It, I go through periods where my videos do really well. Yeah. It also relates to, you know, my mental state at a time. And it's a side project, so it's... That, I haven't optimized that it. That doesn't stop. What? Mental... M mental state and video yeah. output. And... Oh, don't worry. I'm mental. Yes. I've, I've been tested. <laughs> my mother had me tested. Um, <laughs> the, 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 there are jokes about as uh, you know in, in Intel with glue right okay yeah. this is something that I think I wanted to do for video but I don't think I could I mean actually I made a video called Intel's glue about Sapphire Rapids yeah 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 um, you know what glue logic is yes it's basically an interconnect yes so when Intel says glue they yeah. could have said the word interconnect uh, but, they, but but they're not talking about Elmer's. Yeah, what, what what's funny is Intel originally meant glue as as a dig at AMD and well so, well, so that was never proved. That was what everybody from that workshop interpreted it as. But yes, the, that's and, true. And the disconnect there was that the, I mean, uh, you met a few of the people today, and yeah. I, I described them as you could tell that they had no objectivity yes. because they'd been in so deep in that system. Yeah. There are still people who do have objectivity in that and they do understand yes. that you know there is a battlefield and some wins, mm -hmm. some losses. Yeah. Other people see, see, well, we can only win, right. Right? right? We don't know whether the engineer providing that slide, and it's a very eponymous slide. If you search for Intel Glue, you get that slide. Right, right, you'll find it. Right, yeah. whether it was malicious on purpose yeah or not malicious or tongue in cheek but or... you know how i made the laser joke and i didn't realize the laser focus joke yeah, yeah. i do wonder if somebody has said you know glue what's but... really funny is in the overclocking lab i almost made a joke about oh there's a chiller here 
I, I wanted to make that joke, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to be on my best behavior today. <laughs> well, no, so, so the funny thing is we, we kind of spoke about that. Yeah, yeah over we, lunch. we spoke about it at lunch like an hour later. Right? Yeah, and... and for, for those that don't know, this is the Computex 19? 18? 19? Yeah. 18. Uh, with, with Intel's... 28 cores. Chiller, Z- 5 Zeon. gigahertz Xeon. Right? Xeon W3175X. Yeah, yeah. They did a presentation saying all cores are 5... No, no, 3175. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so the presentation was all cores at 5 gigahertz. Yeah. Um, Greg Bryant, who's the SVP, EVP of their client computing group, did the presentation. And I I even said this on the channel before. Every time he did it, he did um, the backstage practice, he said it was an overclock system on stage for whatever reason. You know, it's different when the cameras are actually on, right, mentally. Yeah. He didn't say the word overclockable. Yeah. And that confused everybody. Everybody went to print with a story. Yeah. But also, you know, cameras can zoom now. Yeah. To quite, even my smartphone camera can zoom. Yeah. And you could see that it wasn't a standard cooling system. And, 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 there, and, and it was a chiller. some pretty good ISO ranges on, on yeah. cameras in a dark stage. Yeah, right. or, or even, you know, additional AI night mode sort of right, stuff. Right, right, right. And you could see it was a chiller. Um, and we, you I went. See the insulated tubing. You could see the. Yeah. I, I went to Gigabyte the next morning at like eight a.m. Yeah. Because they said it's literally going to be there for fifteen minutes. If you ain't there, you ain't seeing it. Right. Right. Um, you know, into seven hundred and fifty watt chiller or one horsepower yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And something, something hotel room circuits. Something, yeah. Something. You know, and, and and I think we had this on discussion. I think we can talk about this. It's, yes. It's. Um, because it relates to how kind of Intel's attitudes have changed post Pat as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's they said that. I mean, I explained that one of the things that excites me about Intel recently um, is that I speak to people and they talk about having Plan Bs. Mm-hmm. Right. Having the um, ability that if something goes wrong, there's a backup. Yeah. And I said in that situation, you know, okay, he didn't say overclockable. That was a screw up, and that was an unforeseen yeah. screw up. Yeah. But also, we couldn't see in the system. And it wasn't presented anywhere in text that it was chilled. Right. If if, if that they, con- they, if- they, they rolled out for those who didn't see it, I, I watched it live from my house because it was 2018. Yep, I, I was had there. Like Thirty thousand subs. Uh, is they rolled out this cart, and on the cart was just a tower and a monitor. Was it like a Corsair 760D or something? Right. It, it yeah. wasn't anything extravagant. Um, but they rolled out a cart, and it had this long extension cord behind it, and they ran the Cinebench test, uh, Cinebench R20 on stage. 5 gigahertz. Uh, at 28 cores, 5 gigahertz all core. And during the presentation, they never once mentioned overclocked or overclockable. Or, but, but it was in or, the practice. Or, un, you know, be lower than ambient cooling, or any of the things it's, that would have said explicitly, this is what we're doing. I've heard from multiple people at Intel from different sides saying... Mm-hmm the script said overclocked right and i right. fully ab- agree with them because totally. i don't see why they wouldn't say it right there would have to be something fundamentally wrong and i'm not willing to ag- admit right. that intel has that many fundamental issues right. and I trust people are people... still people and people can make mistakes or or and... miss a word in the yeah, yeah yeah right. and the, the fact that we couldn't see it was a chiller the fact that it wasn't explained in the text you know and i explained to them if that had been the plan b yeah if the plan B had been literally the text behind the person speaking, yeah. saying "overclocked, chilled," yeah. quite, you know, as in you know, this is not a standard user scenario. <laughs> right. We have gone balls to the wall yeah. on this. Yeah. There wouldn't have been 
any backlash. It, it was also the circumstances around the release because here comes AMD with Threadripper 32 core. Yeah. And and and, when I, and and so Intel's coming on stage an hour after AMD just unveiled Threadripper 32 core, which is far and above beyond anything Intel had put out. I mean, it, Intel's best thing was the 99 or 980XE. 1090. 1090. Still 18. Still 18 core. Yeah, exactly. Was was still 18 core. And uh, I don't know where mine is. Yeah. (laughs) Which is worrying. I know I have one. It's somewhere. Uh, Yeah. Um. But so it was a combination of like a slip up in wording. It was poor lighting on stage, as well as what did AMD just show off? And then here's Intel with. was it like the day before or something or the day after or it, it, it was close proximity too i yeah. do remember that i mean i mean so that's kind of what excites me about one of the things that i, mm-hmm. that I can specifically point to about this new pat gulsing at intel mm-hmm. i mean don't get me wrong i i I, th- I guess i think i have a lot more criticisms than most but mm-hmm. i also agree there are a lot of positives but one yeah. of the things that really makes me more um is, is definitely a positive comment is that Intel acknowledges that in the past where they haven't had these plan B's mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm not being you know euphemistic when I say plan B because I know plan B is something else um, <laughs> that they, they have backup oh, abort abort <laughs> oh dear <laughs> says the man who's just had a child um, they have backup uh, I, I, I couldn't resist I'm sorry they, they, have, they have backup ideas um, which for a company their size yeah. For as much that rides on every new generation yeah. and every marketing message, backup plans are a must. I mean, yeah. you make videos, I make videos and write content. We rarely have backup plans. <laughs> if things don't get published, it don't get published and we just have to work that little bit harder. That's exactly and right. And other stuff gets dropped. I, I, I mean, s- I, Some of my projects, and, and I know some of yours as well, we're sinking like multiple days of production time into and you go to film that and it doesn't work the day of filming, you scrap two days of work. Or, or you have to dig that t-shirt back out of the wash, hope it doesn't stink and re-record something. That's exactly right. Or, uh, like, or, or, or you do the Tom Scott method and just wear the same t-shirt every week. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we tell people about our fun sponsoring video? I mean, sort of sponsoring idea? That's a, yes. Right. Uh, so so it's 11.40, I think let's, let's finish with that. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I, I have this common thing uh, I, I mentioned it on my channel before about how written media and video media approach sponsorships. Yes. Right? R- ri- Vastly different. Re- written media is very traditional. Um, you know, he- here is editorial, here is marketing. Never the twain shall meet. Right. Uh, if they do, it's called sponsored content. Um, you know, and in, in the publish, in actually the printed media, um, you know, it's usually designed to look like it's real content, but it's not. Right, right. Um, but the idea is that even if it's sponsored content, somebody else writes it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's separate to all. So the editors can maintain editorial independence. Mm-hmm. However, in the video space, there are a lot of YouTubers out there. And this goes from like small YouTubers, you know, one, two person, yeah, yeah. all the way up to 60 people enterprises you know not naming names not naming names yeah. um but they will do one video one week say sponsored by let's say intel because intel is the obvious one here because yeah. they do a lot of sponsored videos yes um they do a sponsored by intel we'll, video. we'll do a hey half of your production team we're going to give five thousand dollars cash to buy whatever intel rig they want it's just uh, yeah 
Not naming names. Not naming names. <laughs> not being just. Whatever. Um, but on the next video could very much be a brand new review of a product that doesn't work well or you know doesn't 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 and they will criticize it heavily but they will yeah. not mention that previously they had done sponsored they content had received sponsored money right. from x company whereas if i do a video or write a sponsored content piece mm -hmm. for intel in future whenever i write a review i'd have to say um disclaimer I have ta previously taken money for projects in cooperation with Intel, or worse to that effect. I mean, yeah, there, there are ways yeah. to write that where it could be really negatively explicit and words that would, you know, essentially fanny about the, yeah, yeah. you know, the exact meaning of the letter of the the content. But in a written piece, if you have taken money from a company directly, you know, it's written down below. If you're mm -hmm. in a video, unless that video is explicitly sponsored, yeah. You never mention it, right? And because audience comes from all over, they never know what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was saying that analysts who say write on Forbes, analysts yeah. is a different level of media. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll see them, and you know they'll mention you know the twenty companies they have contracts with because yeah. that's you know responsible disclosure. Mm -hmm. And to a certain level, if everybody's paying you, do you? <laughs> you yeah. Know, are, 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 if everybody's you... paying you, nobody is. So 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 <laughs> to a certain extent. And you know, uh, for videos. I do small 15 second pre-roll ads. You have a couple of companies that you work with where you do 15 to 45 second, mm -hmm. either pre-roll or pre-roll plus later on, plus post-roll yeah. ads. Um, I've done a couple of sponsored videos in the past with Facebook engineering, mm -hmm. back pre-meta, because they, they did like PCIe card with an atomic clock on it. That was just oh, engineering. On, they were full metal. Yeah. And and you know you, you you've done a you've done a couple of videos like that in the past yeah. that we're discussing, yeah. but at no point have we ever said, you know, after that we've done sponsored content. Right. Um, so what if we replace that 15, 30, 45 second pre-roll ad, and we wear a shirt with ten company logos, as if it was a racing jacket and you had your sponsors. Right. You know whether it's uh, you know you, you, Bush Lager, Santander, yeah. um, you know. Oppo smartphones, uh, AMD, AMD gaming. Yeah, yeah. So rather and sell each spot yeah. for like fifty bucks per video, yeah. and that's literally just what you wear for that video. And you, you don't you don't do you, any you, ad spots you've got at all. Your sport coat with eight to ten advertisers, just patches on them, and their brand is now present in that video. Yeah, and for the whole video as well. Like they accuse people for graphics cards, even though like half the gra yeah. I, I've I even played on that in a video. It's like, oh, these graphics cards. Yeah, I bought those. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, my background's a pin board, which is an absolute mess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but it. I was thinking, okay, you so look like it's always sunny. Going, it's, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, no, it, it's, yeah, I, I'll be honest and I won't necessarily say numbers on the channel because mm -hmm. I know that's a sore point for people. We, we yeah. were discussing you know, how much we charge mm -hmm. for those pre-roll ads. Uh, your channel is four times the size of mine and you've been going longer. Mm -hmm. um, I've got the historical thing, so, mm -hmm. but I also can't, because I write for an Antec, I don't have any advertising on my channel yeah. about companies that I write on Anantec. I mean, right. like I said, I've done that Facebook video. Now I can no longer write about Facebook. I'm not allowed yeah. on Anantec. So yeah. that yeah, that that was my trial of let's cut a bridge of a company that I don't necessarily write about yeah. and see what happens and see if it affects me because it's Facebook. It hasn't. Yeah. Um, but 
if if yeah if 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 we were to say sell ten spots on the coat, mm-hmm. um, that's probably a good marker mm-hmm. for channels between my size, your size, and a bit bigger. Right. Depending on whether you know it's like fifty dollars a spot or seventy five dollars a spot, depending on whether it's you know yeah. a ten minute video, a twenty minute video. It's you were talking to me because because you do this full time. Mm-hmm. You know you've got this plan of X videos per week through next year. Yeah. You know, and you've got sponsor spots for you know you know whether I have X number sold already in 2022. I have Y number that I still need to fill. Yeah. Uh, some of those will be long term contracts. Some of those will be month to month. Some of them will be like, hey, we have three spots to fill. Are you interested? Yeah. Um. So and, yeah. And and yeah. And rather than having to say, you know, let's shave your tomatoes <laughs> as much as you enjoyed doing that ad spot. <laughs> that one was so much fun. Yeah. And and or um. Yeah, and it's you get sponsored by Linode. I get sponsored by Linode. Yeah, you know, they're they the guys there are very easy to work with. Yes, it's, it's great. Yeah. So, um, but you know, there, there are others that are perhaps a little more. You know, we 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 want to customize. I didn't do a Linode sponsor spot for this for the show. I feel bad now. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, g- 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 give us some thoughts about what you yeah. think regarding having just patch it. Would would you? Would you be okay with us just wearing patches, or would you prefer? Would you f- prefer graphics card boxes in the background, or a fifteen-second spot that you'd probably right. skip anyway? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, most of my ads, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, are sixty-second, which is four taps because it's fifteen seconds per skip. Oh, I, I've changed how much I skip on my phone. Yeah. yeah okay. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh shoot, my Linode sponsor video isn't in. Crap. Because I'm, I'm on a different computer. I don't even have the video to play. Let's see if I can do this from memory. You ready? Don't worry. Uh, it, uh, like, I'm, I'm going to charge them half for this one because because this is like half it, it, half effort. If I do half of it, can I charge them half? Absolutely. Uh, today's video is brought to you by Linode. If you've ever thought about hosting your own servers, uh, uh, whether it be for home or business use, but don't have the space, money, power, cooling, etc. to put into the infrastructure, why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes most of the tutorials from videos you've seen on my channel, like how to run your own ad, uh, ad-blocking recursive DNS server, cloud-based Plex server, and more. Uh, what do you got? What's, uh, your, what's your spot? So uh, they, you, you can have GPUs with Linode. Mm-hmm. Their big new thing is NVMe storage. NVMe storage. That's NVMe, right. So, so block level NVMe storage. They are the largest independent cloud provider, and it's funny. It's it's great if if you look at some of their uh, some of their benchmarking tests, and you can do your own comparison. They can be up to four times more cost effective. Yes. Than other leading cloud service providers. Um. Performance per dollar, right? It's you get more, and you pay, or, or you pay less. Live, isn't it? <laughs> it's, we, we were discussing this earlier. I, it's my my background is I really hate talking money because <laughs> I undersell myself and I, f- I feel like I'm taking advantage. It's like I said earlier. Yeah. I don't really like accepting super chats like that because it feels like oh you gave me money you pity on me to a certain extent but also it's like if you're going to help anybody get youtube premium that's that's a third time i've plugged youtube premium that's right right so he is not on their payroll let me be yeah no and so so sponsor spots i hate doing them i try to do them really quickly yeah 
and then I try to use the video for as long, you know, that yeah, that yeah. recording for as long as possible. With but, CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll find a CPU plan that fits your needs. And even if you don't use Linode to host your own servers and you host your own, you can use Linode to keep a backup offsite because remember, RAID is not a backup. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing to get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing. And thanks again to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Your new child you've called, you know, on stream Baby X. Yeah. And you have a little bit. Yes. Can you call your baby Raid? <laughs> Instead of X, can we change it to Raid? To Raid. Baby Raid. Uh, if you had twins, that would be epic. Right. Baby Raid. Yes. Or Baby Shadow Legends. Yeah. Um, or Baby Backup. No, actually, no, that's, you, that's bad. You know, if, if we called my baby Raid, would that technically be a backup because he's containing some of my code? Or or he, he has um, organs which may be of use in the future. That's true. That's true. So he. I'm just hoping he's a compatible blood type at this point. So RAID is a backup. RAID can be a backup. RAID, <laughs> RAID is a tool in a backup. It is not inherently itself a backup. Don't say RAID is a tool. That's just disparaging your own tile. <laughs> so, baby RAID. He you... hasn't grown up yet. He might be a tool. You don't know. I've, I've messed a few. I am a few. <laughs> yes. Uh, this show has gone on long enough. <laughs> we had planned two hours. We've gone almost three. It's almost three. I mean, if you want, if we go for another ten minutes, you can you go... want to make it an even three? You can go ha-ha tech from Tech Deals, because that was three hours, one minute. Oh, screw that guy. No, we'll, we'll totally do that. I, I got a couple more minutes left in me. Uh, there's been a couple more Super Chats as well. Yeah, all right. Let's let's hit those. Uh, I love the fact that this last hour has just been Super Chats and we've just gone off on various tangents. Yeah, yeah. This is my style. This is also why I don't stream myself a lot because I know I'll just go on tangents. <laughs> it's actually why I also like... Uh, I like the fact that... So Tech Deals does it with his wife, with uh -huh. Rogue. Yep. And that's a great dynamic. You yeah. you have your you know three regular co-hosts mm -hmm. And that's a great dynamic. I'm a loner and I have zero friends. So <laughs> I, I I have peers, you, colleagues, and acquaintances. You know what? Uh, if you wanted to do a live stream and have me on, my time zone is more compatible than you or with you than my time zone is compatible with you. Yeah. And so let's let's work that out because uh, I've been on Andy's a couple of times. Um and so, he does live streams. He's done a couple live streams. He's had me on. Yeah. Oh no, I do remember the time where he was he was uh, yeah. quaffing cans and had to run very quickly to the. <laughs> mind, mind you, the, the 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 tech deals live stream I did a couple of days ago that went on for three hours. Yeah. Pretty much the whole for the first two hours, you see me drinking a water bottle. Yeah. And I I think I went through two. Yeah. And then for like the last hour of the video, I didn't touch a single drop because the minute that stream ended. Uh, that is the typical end to my live stream is is we'll go, you know, thank you so much for watching Talking Heads every Wednesday night here on Craft Computing. As always, we will see you next week. Later, guys. And then we'll hit end and then go, I gotta pee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got one foot off the desk right. already. Right. Yeah. You, you can tell the end of the stream is coming because one of us is doing this number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, it's great that Tech Deals, because he does like five-hour streams sometimes. Yeah, that's insane. But, but but he swaps out his wife for one of his children. Uh -huh. See, he has three kids as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like yours, you know, they don't use their names on, right, obviously, because, right. you know, 
protection. Yeah. Um, but they'll come in and they all have their own little personality. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Yeah. I have no one. Oh, my oldest miss. She, she's been on a couple of times mm. uh, in, in videos. Uh, so I, I did a father-daughter build with her where we built her her first computer. Um, and then we actually built that arcade cabinet together wow. in a video. And uh, Wholesome family content. Exactly. And, and, and that's a lot of fun to do every once in a while. She was so funny like unintentionally in both videos where um in one she baited me into a question uh and just rocked me uh she goes uh uh so i was asking her questions like what was your favorite part what was your favorite game that you played on on the arcade and she goes i have a couple questions for you and uh, i said okay and, and i said awesome like unscripted just like yeah I've got, oh, girl and uh takes after a father right and and she goes uh you are the father right yes okay yes uh, according to Maury, anyway. <laughs> uh, so she goes, how impressed were you when my first time of playing Art of Fighting, I beat you? <laughs> I I laid the smack down. And I'm like, you little... <laughs> we're going to have words when this camera's off. <laughs> you got 20 years of gaming and I took you down first time. Right, right. How small do you feel? Right. <laughs> Oh, it was so great. Oh. Uh, Andrew sends over $5. Uh, one more Andrew to the Super Chat. Uh, on milk, oat and dairy are best... Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Oh. Ah. Stupid Mac. You have hotkeys. I do. There we go. Uh, on milk, oat and dairy are best for water. Almond is second worst. Dairy is worst by far. As far as cows and production and everything else. Because we were talking about milk like an hour ago. Oh, yeah. Wait, so... Uh, oh, oh, oh. And hemp are the best. The beers are hitting me. Uh, yeah, because he, he says dairy... To- so, oat and hemp are best. Yeah. And then almond is... Almond and dairy is worst. Yeah. Yeah. But with dairy, you might also get burger. Right. Yeah, there, there's byproduct of, of milk. The so. byproduct... You heard it here first. The byproduct of milk is, is burger. <laughs> I have a I have a half a cow out in my fridge. So. <laughs> is this what you are teaching your children? The byproduct of dairy is burger. Tasty, uh, tasty burger. Welcome to America. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm really offended that in your Linode read you didn't do the your American accent. It is. Is it? I'm not putting it on hard enough. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't do it hard enough here. Oh, no, no, because in, in my last few videos... No, like in your videos, we just did the Linode read, and you oh, just did it straight. Yeah. You just did it straight. I'm, I'm so disappointed now. We did talk about that earlier, didn't we, today? Yeah. Oh, uh, Howdy, yeah. y'all! Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I kind of... It, it, it's like the, what's your minimum specification? I just did that without thinking. Yeah, yeah. When I first recorded that, I was like, let's just do that. And that's just been the thing. And when, when I did the first... American read. I mean, people yeah. criticize my accents. Um, only the first American read of Linode. Uh-huh. I like, and like I say, I don't like recording ads. Yeah, they really annoy. Uh, it's I, I want to be like a um, you know, like a Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert. The ads they put in the ad breaks is done yeah. by other people. Yes. If I could do that, though. so um, yeah, I just did that. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then people get commenting on it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, when I do the next one, because um, they asked me to re-record for the NVMe stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is fine, yeah. You, you're paying me, so. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah, so I did it again. <laughs> and I might do it for the next one. 
and we'll see. And uh, if 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 I decide to put more hours of my week to oh. doing it, maybe I get a Stetson. I've, I've got my AMD FX belt buckle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can get a plaid shirt. It's it's it's. I can send you home with one. <laughs> I, I've got a couple. Uh, and yeah, and then uh, yeah, or and what's the line from Full Metal Jacket? Uh, I, no, that's not family friendly for the stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Only two, <laughs> oh, th- only two things come from Texas. Yeah, that's that one. <laughs> you don't look much like a steer. <laughs> I bet you get no. Okay, I'll stop there. <laughs> Skull sends over ten dollars. Uh, ten dollars for Ian, and yes, it's with premium. Yeah, Skull has YouTube premium, so he, he's uh he's in the green there. Yeah, no, he was saying earlier he there was something about yellow. Something about premium he didn't realize. Hmm. But yeah. uh, Andrew, another five dollars. Uh, what does Jeff think about the future of AMD APUs, desktop and mobile? Do you think the Steam Deck will propel the development of premium mobile APUs? Ooh. So I answer I answer this on Tech Deal Stream. So it's interesting to hear your question. Yeah. Your answer. Sorry. Um. I think the Steam Deck is going to do a lot of good for a couple of different markets. Uh, one of which is the validity of gaming on an APU and only having a 720p screen. Everyone is so... F- the marketing for gaming has been so hyper-focused on resolution for 15 years. Like, 15 years ago I played on 768 <laughs> by 1024. And I was happy, damn it. Uphill in the snow both ways. Uh, but the the gaming consoles have come out and gone like full HD gaming. And by that we mean 720p, but actually rendered at 540p. And then they went full HD, 1080p. No, no, no. And, but you use it on your Sony TV that upscales it to 8K, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's been the, the, the gaming focus for a lot of people's entire lives at this point. Like, uh, that when all of a sudden you're trying to market a handheld device and you only have a 720p screen but that or the Nintendo Switch has a 720p screen or, you know, so on and so forth. Like, do you realize that Nintendo 3DS has a 240p screen and it's still one of my favorite handhelds of all time? Like, resolution does not a gaming platform make. It's It's experience, it's portability, it's this combination of things that's kind of unobtainable and undefinable uh you know as as to what the end experience is and i think on top of gpd win and uh and a couple of other companies uh, i and neo that are bringing gaming handhelds to the market i think the steam deck is going to bring in like forget about the resolution and the specs and just play your damn games and i hope that really starts to change the mindset of the market a little bit Um, As far as the APUs go, APUs have been around for a long time. They're going to continue to be around for a long time. I don't know that that's really a game-changing, game-breaking development uh, outside of the resolution uh, chasing. Uh, I think, I've said for a long time, as long as you can play the game and you're happy playing the game, for years I was happy playing at 30 FPS. For some games, I'm still happy playing at 30 FPS. For Civilization, 15. Right, right. Maybe. Gosh. What games did I play at like 12 FPS and I was happy? 
like there are games that I had as a kid. Minesweeper. Right. right. <laughs> okay, so that's a very long-winded answer. Yeah. I think my answer is a very simple. Yeah. I think that the handheld gaming market is limited and the only the only things that win have a dedicated internal ecosystem with good games. Yeah. I think so that's fair. anything that so Switch, yes. Steam Deck, I think, will be a good one generation product. I don't think Steam, based on its history, mm-hmm. but, but Valve, based on its Valve, history, yeah. has any inclination to extend beyond one generation of product. I would agree with that, based on their their hardware trends that they've done yep. or, or previous products that they've done, so, previous so, projects. So, so for however good the Steam Deck is. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it will make them enough money for them to warrant doing a second gen. Yeah. But um, going beyond this, so Qualcomm last... The Steam Deck to me screams more reference system than anything else. No. I I, I just think it's a be-all and end-all in of itself. And once it's done, that's it. It will be up to whatever other companies do whatever things. Right. I mean, the, the APU is custom... AMD only sells the APU to Valve. If anybody wants a different APU, they have to have a different contract with AMD. Yeah. It's not sold like a mobile chip. Right. Right, which is what the Ioneo uses and right. the One X player or whatever 4500U or whatever yeah. other chips. So Qualcomm last week at the Snapdragon event uh, announced the G3X handheld gaming reference dev kit. Yes. In partnership with Razer. Yeah. Which... Yeah, you know, uses an ARM-based chip. Yeah, uh, Switch uses an ARM-based chip, I think, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Um, which you know, and it, which is fine and all, and you know, it's ergonomics and all that other stuff that yeah. people say when they bring out a handheld gaming device. And it's meant to be a dev kit for devs to use the system. Mm-hmm. To me, that that sort of product is DOA because it runs Android. Yeah. And the problem with Android is that every title, or pretty much every title is built for touchscreen yeah and the controller essentially for any game you want to play has to map to touchscreen controls yes. and that never it doesn't work it doesn't just uh, so sorry i won't say never works it just doesn't work right. there's a that's a different level of there's a sliding scale of doesn't work right. but the end result is it doesn't work there are some games out there built for android mm-hmm. which are controller native yes they are few and far between mm-hmm and if the only thing you want to do is play your smartphone games mm-hmm. with a controller, you buy one of those cheap Chinese things from AliExpress and you map them, yeah. right? Okay, there's a different thing where uh, the controls are actually properly put in mm-hmm. to the system. You know, you're not connecting through USB-C port or right. however. But things like the ROG phone, mm-hmm. I've done this for a couple of generations. Yep. Um, there's... Uh, uh, is it the Nubia Magic or you know, a couple of the Chinese companies have done this. Yeah. Um, Razer has literally just launched mm-hmm. uh, a Razer Chroma cooling fan for the back of your Razer phone <laughs> to do something similar. Yeah. Um, Android gaming systems do not work because the system is too open. Right. If you locked it down mm-hmm. and you had first and third party game developers who were specifically writing for the controllers to that system... Mm-hmm. And native, it would work. 
So I have family members who work in QA, game QA. Mm-hmm. Game QA is a terrible job. Nobody should do it. If you ever think that... I get to play video games for a living. No, you get to play Barbie's Dream House and run into a corner for three weeks trying to get it to glitch out. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, so, I like so, that game. So it's it, it's fun because um, when I was between you know PhD and deciding whether to do an Antic full time, I actually you know went to work with the company my brother worked with for, I think I lasted three days. Yeah. It was so mind numbing. I just yeah. wanted out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, part of that is going through the game, and all the pop ups that showcase, mm-hmm. making sure that the left trigger icon was properly rendered, <laughs> for the platform it was doing, yeah. and making sure that all the references to controls were native to the platform. Yeah. Problem with Android is you never know what controllers you're using. Yeah. So Steam... The uh, only native controller is touchscreen. Yes. Right. And that's the Android's problem. So I So I think the gaming handheld system, we either have one-off products that work mm-hmm. or likely work yeah. with, this, with, with the Steam Deck. We'll wait until we actually get hardware on hand. Right. I haven't ordered one. I think you have. I have. Right, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Well, I put $5 down. Yeah. So, um, and when's your ETA now? February. February, okay. I, I got one of the first 2,000 orders or something like that. Okay, like, cool. Like, yeah. every, everyone else was down and like, I'm local to Seattle. Like, yeah. I, I can get in. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have loved to have been part of the press trip that went Linus. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, but okay. I, I was international and no travel was happening at that point. Yeah. But they didn't call me. Yeah, it's so 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 oh so God. so. It, it, I think the Steam Deck can work as a one-off product. Yeah. Just don't expect long-term support because yeah. Valve and Valve standard time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that. Well, G- at any rate, there won't be a third version. Yeah, I don't think the G3X works just because Android. If Qualcomm really wanted that to work, they should have been a different operating system first. Yeah. And you could ask. You know, Steam Deck is also. You know, a Linux variant, as is right. Android, but that's still SteamOS. That's still a kind of its own ecosystem, so right. that might work. Um, if there was an Apple handheld running iOS, mm-hmm. again, it's a touchscreen native. Yeah. Right, so yeah. you have to work within those bounds. Yeah. G3X, I don't think, works. I think that's a bad move. Uh, and this is Qualcomm trying to fish for markets to go into. I, I think it is, too. It, it feels like a let's cast a line out there and see if there's any bites. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and if they can partner with Razer and put a gaming name behind it and go, hey, maybe something will happen with this and we'll come up with a successful product. But for me, this doesn't seem like a well-fleshed-out idea. And I kind of said as much when I looked at the dev kit this last week in press photos. Uh, I, I went, this is literally an Xbox One controller that's cut in half with half of a smartphone in between it. So, so the important thing I think the dev kit was criticized for mm-hmm. was look, feel. Yeah. I'm saying it's a dev kit. Oh, totally. Right, right, right. The panel could have been TN and yeah. the color accuracy could have been way off. Yeah. As long as it performs and the buttons work, yeah. it doesn't even matter how the buttons feel. Right. 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 So, it's a dev kit. If it was a PVT sample, yeah. Pre release, then. So. Yes. Um, that's but different. It, it feels like they're, because of the way the dev kit is designed, it feels like they're fishing for a market that for me doesn't feel like exists. Yeah. Um, I, I, I believe that, yeah. I believe right. that's correct. Yeah. You, you've got to have ergonomics and portability and everything else. There is a Linux port for Dreamcast. Yes. Nice. Yes. I purchased the Dreamcast the week it went out of production. Did you? I was like, this is awesome. Fancy Star Online using 56K <laughs> modem. Oh, yeah. It's my jam. Uh, 
for those who did play Fancy Star Online, do you remember the spread needle? I found one. It was a bad one, and I found a guy who gave me a hacked good one. That was like a one in seven twenty thousand drop chance, and it, it and it, it for for any game that has OP weapons, spread needle was OP. I, I was playing StarCraft those days, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I do think we've gone beyond the tech deals streams. We have. We're at 313, so I'm going to read the last Super Chats, and then we are out. Uh, for realsies this time. So. We, yeah, we got to be up in less than five hours. Right. To, and you've got to drive. Yeah. I, I, I don't envy you. I'm good. Uh, Big Big Spoon, $1.99. Hi. H-I-G-H. I'm assuming that's an Oregon reference. Uh, another Big Big Spoon, Pickle Beer. Bite my bits sent. Oh, he wants me to send the pickle beer to Big Big Spoon. Or, uh, bite my bits. I think I could do that. Uh, and Zeus sends over 10 bucks. Hey, Jeff and Ian, uh, would either of you try the Linux challenge? LTT has gotten a lot of cris criticism for their goes at it, and I feel like you guys would have a cool take on it with your own experiences. Um, I would come out of it with a shaved head and much broken hardware. I do not want to do the Linux experience. Because... Here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal with the Linux experience, and I, 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 I said as much in my deep loading Windows 11 video, and of course, whenever you talk about how Windows is bad, you get the Linux fanboys coming out of the woodwork going, well, just install Linux. Everything works. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work natively. It, this is inherent of the open source community. It's both good and bad, is that while there's a lot of talented people out there, there's a lot of great programs out there, there's also no official oversight as far as features, development, UX, etc. to make an experience coherent, nor do any of the large companies that are developing, you know, standardized software a la Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro or etc. have any investment into Linux whatsoever. And so your top-end developers with standards don't put anything into into the environment and so you're left to third-party people and and independent developers to maintain these projects of which they're not doing it on standards based uh sudo apps dash get mm -hmm. install htop yeah. i do not want to have to explain that to my grandmother right right uh i think circling back to the steam deck I think the only way for Linux to get major, and I mean major as far as like more than half a percent, as which they've been fluttering with for the last 20 years. The only way for Linux as a whole to get more than half a percent of adoption of the hardcore of the hardcore enthusiasts who go, F Microsoft, I just want something else, is for some company, any company, to take a financial interest in a consumer version of Linux and make it user-friendly. No, make it closed source. Uh, make it a closed ecosystem mm -hmm. that can be well defined. Yes, that's, that, that's always the problem with Linux. Yes, you can do everything in a concept of well defined. As yeah. I was saying earlier, Qualcomm with their sixty-four bit emulation on Windows is having trouble because everybody does something differently in the installs. Yes, right. If you try and do that on Linux, you have to redefine your baseline. Now, yeah. usually, the baseline is the kernel. Right. So if you, if if you can and make... kernel to kernel installations change as far as dependencies and roots and everything else. There's that rock chip chip that thinks that November thirty first exists. Right. 
and they had to patch around it <laughs> yeah. because somebody in so, so somebody in that company so didn't realize what was in the calendar. Thirty three eighty nine or whatever that. Yeah. 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 Always a great story. Yeah. Yeah. So along with Hunter Two. Yeah, Hunter Two. Yeah. Uh, un- until a company and Valve may be that company. It's not. It's not. It could be. It's not. They they want to be, but they're not going to do it. Uh, until a company takes a financial commercial interest in making Linux into a viable consumer operating system. And when I say viable, I mean you can do everything, but I never have to open the terminal window. Ever. For anything. I'm even looking at Windows and PowerShell right here. I know I know exactly the operating system you're talking about. Yeah. It's called Android. Right. Or Chrome OS. Right. Which are just Linux with right. closed system. With closed system, closed IDs. ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way it works. Right. And you see how fantastic those are? But even then, developers aren't taking a major front seat as far as AAA development in Android gaming, in Android production, in Chrome OS applications. It's, 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 all, yeah, it's such a gag. The OS scenario. is great. In some regards, the OS is a great experience and, and fairly well unified. But if, if 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 game developers simply had an option in Unity mm-hmm. that said compile for Linux, compile for Windows, yeah, it a lot of gaming problems would just go away. Yeah, but they don't, and I don't know how much of an impetus there is to do that in Unity and Unreal. Right, for 0.5 percent of the market share. Yeah, I mean, if it's just a drop down. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And as long as there are no edge cases where it screws up, right. there are always edge cases it, show, it screws up because right. graphics drivers on Linux <laughs> are still not consistent. Let's get NVIDIA on board with Linux first. Yeah. <laughs> nah. It's, it, uh, no, you, you, you want um, Windows Rendering Engine or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, as part of my reviews at Anantech, I test Crisis rendering in CPU-only mode. Yes. Uh, and I do that by disabling my GPU. And that forces the system to render yep. everything on the CPU through the CPU cores. Yep. And the the highest frame rate I've gotten at 320 by 200 mm-hmm. is about 30 frames a second, mm-hmm. 35. And that was on one of the ROM 64s, wasn't it? No, so there's a limitation in that. Uh, the limitation is either 16 cores okay. or 23 threads. Right, so <laughs> yes, it's a really odd limitation. I know I've I, I did all the testing. Yeah. Um, this is using the GOG version, so it's yeah, standalone. Yeah. It's not yeah, on yeah. Databook. No, I've got that too. Yeah. So you have to decide with certain CPUs: is it better to do twenty-three threads? Mm-hmm. You know, um, with each thread pinned to a specific core. Yeah. Or sixty or thirty-two threads mm-hmm. pinned to sixteen cores. Yeah. Usually, it's that one. Yeah. Especially with, yeah, but there are fundamental limits. Go to anantech.com slash bench, and all of my benchmark data is there. 170 plus CPUs. Yeah. Um, probably not yours, but 
there are over a thousand CPUs. Also check out Ian at Tech Tech Potato. You can find him on Twitter and YouTube both. I do recommend checking out uh, his channel, following him on Twitter. You can also hit him up at Ian Cutris on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't done so already. Make sure to drop this video a like. Hit me up on Patreon so you can get access to the exclusive Discord server. Chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, and even Ian is there. Uh, and I, I have a Discord server as well again sign up on patreon if you if, if, if you're if you want to bs me it's going to cost you a dollar that's right or a pound 50 I think, I, i'm a friends i'm an influencer even influencing the creators now <laughs> uh thank you so much for joining us on this thursday night i know it's been a late stream and a long stream but you guys are awesome ian thank you so much for joining me this has been fun always a pleasure yes and we're gonna do this again yes even if it means next year at supercomputing, we have to do it on site. Oh, heck yes. We're going to do it. We will do this. We will do this again. Heck, if I, if I have to fly to London myself, we'll do this again. Uh, GI Pilot 1 says, Jeff is like, pee now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm rushing the outro, am I? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for watching this one. And as always, we will see you next Wednesday.